KKPR Sports presents high school football. Pistol with both backs behind Tommenheim. Deep eyes set. Fake the handoff. Back to pass. Looking for the end zone again. Hadwiger. His man falls down. He'll catch it at the eight and walk in. The fourth touchdown reception of the night for Ty Hadwiger. And it's a one possession game. Tonight, it's a battle of unbeatens from Burwell as the Longhorns battle the Amherst Broncos. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Klutzkin Sports Club. And the second half is underway. It'll be taken at the six-yard line. And up the left side, Eckhout's got a seam. 20-25, breaks a tackle, 30-foot race. He's going to take it. Braden Eckhout, 74 yards to open the half. And Amherst is back in this football game. Amherst has gone 7-0 the past three seasons, but has dropped the season finale the past two years, including last season to Burwell. Tonight, they look to end that streak with a district title in the high seed for next week's playoffs. It's the Longhorns and Broncos coming up next, but first in your tech seed pregame show, we'll take you live to Burwell's KKPR Sports Center in Doug Duda, right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And good evening, everyone, from Burwell, heart of Longhorn Country. It is Friday Night Football Thursday edition here on Classic Hits and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And, uh, well, folks, you're at Amherst. You can look out the window, and it's just that way here in Burwell, except the rain may be a little bit farther behind. Uh, it's got here a little bit later in the day than we did down in the Carney Amherst area, and it continues to rain. We had a pretty good downpour about 30 minutes ago, and that's going to be one of the big factors in tonight's football game. You've got Amherst undefeated. Burwell undefeated. In fact, Amherst is coming to this last game of the season numerous years in a row now undefeated not to be able to finish the deal, including Lawrence Nelson the last couple of years and last year Burwell in that 52-48 shootout up at Amherst where it was 28 all at the half. Amherst got out to a quick start. Burwell caught up and Eventually was able to put that game away, and the purple and white are just taking the field here. Uh, Beautiful field uh, up here at Burwell. Uh, They renovated everything here about 15 years ago, 12 years ago with the new track. And, of course, Burwell for a long, long time, uh, a member of the Luplatt Conference, 11-man football. And they've got 33 kids out. This is a a program that's kind of back and forth, could be on that bubble and play 11 or 8-man. But uh, with 33 kids out, they've got a good, solid core. And, of course, for Amherst, being in D2 just a couple of years ago, D1 the last couple of years, their basketball program is going to be in C2. So you've got two of the bigger D1 schools that are going to be battling it out here this evening. Amherst, they love to throw the football. But again, as we'll hear from Coach Ron Evans, will they make a change in their game plan? A couple years ago with Tobenheim at the helm, what had they thrown it? 30 30 times in the first seven games of the season, and then they threw it that much in the very first playoff game. Uh, So you just never know what the weather conditions might warrant tonight. Burwell probably will run the ball a little bit more on the ground than Amherst will here tonight. 
Got to hold on to the ball. Those gloves are going to be important for the wide receivers. And Amherst a little bit banged up, as some of the folks know. Lost a couple of kids out of the Ansley-Litchfield game. And then Ty Hadwiger, one of the All-Staters, will be missing his third consecutive game. And we'll talk with the coach about that as well. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We will also have high school football just getting underway on our sister station, ESPN 1460. It's not a battle of unbeatens, but a playoff spot on the line in D2 as Pleasanton is at SEM. And again, we remind you that uh, you can always hear any of our games online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. That's PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll hear from the coaches here in just a little bit and uh, find out what they have to say. Luke Gideon of the Burwell Longhorns and Ron Evans of Amherst. And don't forget uh, that we will be bringing you more high school football tomorrow as we have Kearney Catholic at Holdridge in a big C1 game on ESPN Radio. We'll also be following the uh, Adams Central and the St. Cecilia football games on 1550 and, of course, on 1230 KHAS. Here on Classic Hits tomorrow, we will be at the State High School cross-country meet. It'll be a little slick for some of the runners, but we'll have reports all afternoon. First race is at noon, and then Game 6 of the American League Championship Series, the Royals back home to take on Toronto tomorrow night at 7 o'clock here on Classic Hits. But it's Burwell, and it is Amherst. For the second straight year, it should be a dandy. And this has a lot of implications with the playoffs. Uh, Those that run the numbers say the winner is going to have a lot better bracket. And, of course, they will have the higher seed. But sometimes you look and see who's going to be on the other side. You could be a six seed and have a really good draw. You could have a three seed and have a real horrible draw. So we'll see how it all plays out. A very important game. It's really a playoff atmosphere here tonight. And Amherst and Burwell ready to get after it. We'll hear from the coaches, starting with Luke Gideon of the Longhorns, right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. And welcome back to Burwell and the New Tech Seed pregame show. The Battle of Unbeatens, as you may have read and heard about today, there's four of those that are going on uh, tonight, and we are pleased to be joined by Luke Gideon, the head football coach of the Longhorns. And, Luke, I think that's got to make it fun. Uh, not only are you guys looking forward to having a challenging ball game because it's been a while since either one of you had, but uh, there's, there's a little prestige on the line tonight. Yeah, you know, it's for the district championship again, and, you know, it's – Amazing how it comes down to the last game of the year. It did the same thing last year that, you know, two teams get to where they want to be. It's everybody's goal is to be the district champion, first of all, before, you know, you think about the playoffs. So, you know, this game has a lot on the line with the, being the district championship, but it's also, you know, it's going to maybe get you set up a little bit better in the playoffs, too. 
We've talked a little bit about uh, the weather, and uh, as we chat here, it's starting to do in Burwell what it's doing down here in the Amherst Kearney area. Both teams like to put the ball in the air. It's not a typical Class D, Nebraska, really type of style of offense. Uh, Coach Evans doesn't think it'll change a whole lot of what they do unless it really gets crazy, but will it have to change anything that you guys do? You know, not really, not for us, I don't think. You know, we've been running the ball this year quite a bit, so um, maybe even a little more than we even did last year. So um, we've our backs are pretty talented, and our quarterback's a good runner. So, you know, well, we still like to throw the football, and that kind of keeps people balanced up a little bit against us. So, you know, it's probably not going to change a whole lot for us either. Tell the fans how your football team is different than the one that uh, came down to Amherst and beat them last year, and, and maybe uh, how you're still the same in some aspects as well. Well, you know, one thing for so far this year, we've done a really good job taking care of the football, um, and we've played really good defense. We haven't made a whole lot of mistakes. You know, we really haven't had a bad quarter yet where we've kind of got ourselves in a little trouble here or there. So um, probably taking care of the football, we've done a great job of doing that this year. Um, we are pretty good up front um, on both sides of the ball. So, you know, you know, I don't speed-wise, and you're probably going to have to give Amherst the advantage. Yeah, they got some really quick guys that can get out in open space and, and make you miss, and the next thing you know, they're off, and it's six points on the board. So, um, you know, we've put some long drives together this year, and, and uh, we're capable of doing that. And But, you know, we got to find a way to stop those guys. And But as far as what we can do on offense, we are we got some experience firepower too i'd say luke gideon joining us the burwell head football coach uh, let's talk about that uh, victory sykes has gotten uh, quite a bit of pub in fact bob jensen has told us two or three times with trey tobenheim amherst and and uh, victory from burwell he's got a chance to talk to both of them and, and just kind of likes what they do all the way around uh, tell me a little bit about your quarterback yeah you know he's he's a football kid and um, he's, he's growing up that way and um He's actually started a couple of games for us his freshman year when our, our quarterback got hurt and earlier in the season and he came in and, and he got a couple of victories under his belt when he was a freshman. So, but from his sophomore year, you know, he's, he's learned a lot and um, he's gotten better and we've, we've, we've got to where we, we, he's been doing a really good job of running the football. Um, he's got a great arm on him. Um, just got a good knowledge of the game and, um, a great leader for our football team and, you know that's what you can. That's what you ask from a kid like that, especially the spot he is, and being the quarterback. And you know, and kids look up to him. Well, they say defense wins championships, and we know both teams can put the ball in the end zone. But both teams have really just shut their opponents down uh, the last five weeks. Most of that district play, but uh, you've allowed three touchdowns, and and for most of this, that's when the second, third teamers are in there. Amherst has allowed two. Is that what this comes down to? And do you think, Luke, is, is who's actually going to make a stop if it's not a plus or minus five turnover game one way or the other? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, the way the weather is tonight, and, you know, it's, you know, we both got guys can make plays on the offense side of the ball, but, you know, defensively, like you said, they're stout, tough, athletic, you know, and we've been really solid up front this year. Our, our guys up front are, are very good athletes, and they're big and they're strong, um, and they're quick. So, it's just an interesting matchup between, you know, I think both our teams, and it, and it has the makings, I think, of a good football game. So We're, talk, we're talking another minute here with Luke Gideon, head coach of the undefeated uh, Burwell Longhorns. 
with being good, you're not challenged much. At least you do have a game on the resume against Neely Oakdale uh, that was at least in the ballpark where Amherst has had the running clock. That was 53-30 to 30 in Week 2. But any concern that you haven't been challenged into the fourth quarter over the last five games? Oh, I, I don't think so. Uh, on, our, on our end of it, you know, I, I feel we've played some really good football teams. And I think we've, we've been fortunate enough to play really well against those teams. And, um, you know, we've seen, some, we've seen some good teams. We've seen some good athletes. The guy, we've, we've been against a couple of teams that could throw the football. Uh, we've seen some good backs. We've seen some, we've seen some good players. And, and I know Amherst has too. Um, but, you know, I, I think we, we both know what we're both about, and, and I think we get that. And, and so I just think both teams will be ready to play. And if it comes down to the fourth quarter, and I mean, that's what it did last year, and I think we'll probably both be in the game, and it might end up like it did last year, who's ever got the ball last, so we'll see. I don't think it's a, a surprise if I ask you what you think about Amherst because we, we already know they chuck it around, and I, I would imagine it helps in practice since you guys can throw the ball around too to get ready for an Amherst. Is there anything else that concerns you about the Broncos tonight? Well, it's just, you know, not those guys get out in open space, and like I say, they have a tremendous amount of speed on their team, and, um, you know, they get into that next level, and it makes it tough. You know, you can have good kids try to tackle them, and I've seen good kids try to tackle them, and sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, they make one guy miss, and next thing you know, they're out there in the open field, and it's six points. You know, they've had the ball for two snaps, and that's six points on the board. So, you know, it'd be nice to try to make them work for their drives a little bit and, and, and make them work for their points, but you know they're good enough; they can get it just like that. And the next thing you know, they're either up on you, or you know they're three touchdowns ahead on you, or you know they score. So, you know, just trying to keep them in front of you. That's what we're going to try to do, and we'll see what happens. All right, Luke. Appreciate the time as always, and uh, should be a great football game tonight. Keep up the good work. All right, thanks, Doug. That's Luke Gideon, head football coach of the Burwell Longhorns. We'll be back and chat with Ron Evans of Amherst as the New Tech Seed pregame show continues here on Classic Hits. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Back on the New Tech Seed pregame show as we get ready for the final game of the regular season. Amherst Burwell and head coach of the Broncos, Ron Evans, getting a moment here with us here before kickoff. And uh, coach, uh, not the perfect night to play football, but uh, it is a big time football game. Well, that's for sure. You know, you got two teams that are undefeated, seven and zero, and yeah, we'd like the weather to be dry and and no wind, but uh, we're going to have to play in it you know as the as the season progresses hopefully through the playoffs and so this will be a good chance to see if we can execute what we do in conditions that are not necessarily favorable how will this affect your game plan tonight 
Uh, none at all. We're going to just do what we do, and and because uh, you know we were thinking of maybe going into a little bit more of a tight formation running game, which we can do, but we've been doing this all year long, so we're gonna we're gonna keep spreading it and run jets and throw the ball and you know uh, try to go a little up tempo and and uh, this is what we're gonna do the rest of the season. So we've got to see if we can do it in the in the when the weather's not real good. Ron Evans, head football coach at Amherst, chatting with us here. On the other side, uh, let's just get this out of the way. Obviously, the Broncos, weeks one through seven, the last three years are 21-0, and but week eight, 0-2. Oh uh, do you have to make sure that that's just something the kids don't worry about, or are they worried about it? Oh, they're aware of it. Let's just put it that way. They're very aware of the fact that uh, we've run into some real good opponents our last game. Well, it's been – it was Lawrence Nelson for two years, and now it's been Burwell for two years that are – you know, very good, and and uh, we've had some good luck against them that didn't quite pan out for a win, and we've had some real bad things happen to us this last game. So we're hoping just to keep everything, you know, even keel, no turnovers, you know, limit the penalties, and uh, have a chance to win at the end. You obviously have played some really good football this year, and you have taken care of business, as they say, running clock every single game, and not every team is winless on that schedule. In fact, everybody at least has a couple. Yeah, uh, this yeah. this could be the first tight game uh, as far as a fourth-quarter situation. Uh, is there any way to prepare for something like that? Well, we condition as much as we can, you know, and a lot of our practices when we're running our offense and stuff, we're running all the time anyway. So they're they're used to the – the pace uh, we like to speed it up and and it'll be cool and we should be we should be all right condition wise to to play into the fourth quarter you just never know about the injuries and the in the death situation at this particular time Ron Evans Amherst Bronco head football coach getting ready to take on Burwell tonight Ron what about uh, your team through seven weeks uh, you like what you're getting done have you done anything different we talked at the beginning of the season have you had to change anything I know there's some injuries in there but as far as X's and O's how's that been for you well this has been my first year ever that I haven't uh, made multiple changes every week just to try to throw the opponent off uh, you know there's an old saying if it ain't, if it ain't broke don't fix it so I finally learned my lesson after 30 years <laughs> and I'm just leaving alone and we're, we like to say we spread it out in multiple formations and run the ball a little here and there, screens, you know, draws, uh, a lot of throwing the ball deep, and then we work some short stuff too. So that's what, we work, what we've got has been working, so we're going to stick with it. You do miss Ty Hadwiger again this week. Uh, the reason you guys have been able to throw the ball is because you've got experience uh, up and down the line, uh, except on the line uh, from the beginning of the year. But you got guys that can really uh, chuck the ball, guys that are fast that can catch it. Uh, in Ty's absence, who has filled in for him, and has that affected you? Well, and offensively, it hasn't affected us much at all because we just we put Trevor Adlong out there in his spot, and Trevor's really quick and not quite as tall, but he's really quick, got great hands, and and runs great routes. So he filled in real good for Ty on the on the split end side of it. We're having a little trouble as on the linebacker side. Uh, Ty was a linebacker and was just figuring it out and getting really good when he got hurt. So we're going to have to figure out how to do some shuffling to replace him. Uh, we also lost another linebacker with a concussion last week, uh, Chase Pearson. So we're a little, a little short at linebacker, kind of like the Huskers. So we're, <laughs> we're doing some moving around, and we're going we're gonna to try holding Eck out in there. And, and another sophomore, Colin Jackson, is going to try to play the linebacker in there too. Ron, you talked about the inexperience, but the only question mark coming in was along the line, and you might have to move some specialty guys on the line. How's that done for you this year? That's been real great. Uh, 
Jacob Klingelhofer played in for us, you know, up to his senior year, and he willingly moved into guard. He's a big, rangy kid, and he's tough and smart. Uh, we got a junior that uh, didn't play a whole lot last year. Dane Bogart came in and played center for us. He's a big kid, kind of. Uh, he's really good uh, center for us. We like well how he's progressed, and and then Tim Christensen, who's like I said, he's a little questionable tonight. He's battling a knee injury. He's another senior that uh, came out, and we were really glad he did because he's he's strong and quick and fast. So that offensive line just kind of gelled all at once for us when we had those three boys uh, step up. You know, they didn't play a lot last year, but they're doing a great job this year. And, Ron, uh, how different is Burwell from last year? Obviously, they've got a great quarterback in Victory Sykes. Uh, your scouting report on the Longhorns. Well, they're they're going to run the ball if they can. I know they they tried to run it on us last year, and we kind of shut that down. They went to the passing game, and we weren't able to stop it for a variety of reasons. So we're kind of looking for the same type of thing. They're going to try to establish a running game. they got a good line. they got good running backs, and the quarterback's exceptional. So... We're going to have to stop their run first and make them throw, and then hopefully we can cover their their good receivers and and we can get some pressure on the quarterback. Fans always want to know the importance of the playoff race here. I, I think uh, the winner gets a, a big advantage here. The winner would get probably the home field on the west or at least the second seed. Uh, that's a big deal. I haven't really looked at the points too much right now because a lot of things changed, you know, in the last week, but. Uh, I know that however we come out of this, we're going to be okay because I know, you know, as the season goes on and the playoffs go on, we'll get better uh, health-wise, and that should help us out quite a bit. All right, Ron, let's uh, hope that the bad weather stays away and uh, we have a little fun tonight. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Ron Evans, head football coach of the Amherst Broncos, and we'll be back with more on the New Tech Seed pregame show as Amherst and Burwell, the Battle of Unbeatens, coming up. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. The rain has picked up here in Burwell, and it unloaded about five minutes ago, and it is still raining hard. We're checking the radar. It looks like, especially if we can get through the first quarter and hopefully not even that long, things subside, and maybe these kids will have a chance to play heads up. But I'll tell you what, one quarter might be all that it takes. Both of these teams like to throw the football, and if you leave it on the ground, you fumble the ball, you have a bad snap, uh, the ball just slips out of your hands, pops up in the air. A lot of weird things can happen when the weather is tough, and we'll see how it all plays out tonight. Let's take a look at the starting lineups for this Battle of Unbeatens. Burwell battling 
Amherst. And this is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First of all, for the Longhorns tonight, your center is just a freshman, Weston Swoboda, 185-pounder, wears number 68. The guards are number 44, 195-pound junior Chase Hofschneider, and number 50, 225-pound sophomore Thomas Hughes. You look at the ends, number one had a big game last year against Amherst. That's Ty Chaffin, a 200-pound senior, so you know he's going to be a load. The other end is number four, 220-pound junior, Tyler Gideon. The fullback, number 22, 210-pound senior, Lane Helgoth. The eyeback is number 11, 200-pound junior, Torrey Huffman. And the quarterback, number eight, 190-pound senior, Victory Sykes. You've got two of the best quarterbacks in D1 battling here tonight. The head coach of the Burwell Longhorns is uh, is uh, brought. To, I wanted to give you the whole coaching staff, but all I've got in front of me is Luke Gideon, the head coach of the Burwell Longhorns. They are seven and zero on the season for the Amherst Broncos. At center, it will be Dane Bogard, number 59, 190-pound junior. The guards are number 49, 175-pound senior Tim Christensen, and number 26, 185-pound senior Jacob Klingelhofer. They go with three ends with all the passing, number 12, 140-pound junior Trevor Adelung, number 15, 175-pound sophomore Holden Eckout, and number 27, 165-pound senior Braden Eckout. The eyeback is number 10, 170-pound senior Colton Burt, and the quarterback, number three, 180 pounds, senior Trey Tobenheim. Head coach is Ron Evans. Both teams are 7 and 0 on the season, ranked fifth and sixth in the state in Class D1. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. There are some injuries to talk about, and we'll do that here after a quick timeout. They're getting ready for the national anthem here at Burwell. You're listening to High School Football on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Amherst, Pleasanton, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. Farmers, are weeds attacking your combine this harvest? Are you finding it harder to control weeds resistant to glyphosate? Let your local Aurora Cooperative Agronomist provide you with fall burndown options to manage those tough-to-control winter annual weeds, allowing you to plant your spring crops without competing with yield-robbing weeds while preserving moisture and nutrients in the seed bed. Protect your investment with a whole farm solution with the help of your Aurora Agronomy professional. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. Oh, the Burwell Band uh, Troopers out here tonight playing the national anthem in our New Tech Seed pregame show. Let's take a look at our injury report here today, brought to you by our friends at New West. Uh, we will take a look at uh, everything else that's going on here in just a moment. Field conditions, we'll talk, talk, take a look at those. And if you're listening online tonight, PlatteRiverPreps.com is the place to hear all of our sporting events. The podcasts are up right after the game. We'll also have some photos, it looks like, of uh, tonight's game as well, posted in the very, very near future, 24 hours or this weekend. It's all free. Download, use as you want. Burwell's pretty clean in our injury report, brought to you by Family Physical Therapy 
and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. That is not the case for Amherst. They are missing uh, Ty Hadwiger, as you heard Coach Evans say, uh, starting and uh, him and Eckhart were amazing. One, two, getting right after it. So uh, he is out of the ball game, and as Coach said, maybe even more of a loss at the linebacker position. Chase Pearson is out after being dinged up last week against Ansley Litchfield. And Tim Christensen, he's going to go with the start tonight. We'll have to keep an eye on him as well. And that is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And hopefully we don't have to worry about any more injuries here tonight. We'll take a, late, take a break. Be back with more on the New Tech Seed pregame show in a moment. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring, being involved in the community, and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. And welcome back to high school football, the New Tech Seed, a pregame show. Let's take a look at uh, what else is uh, going on here when you've got a kid that's throwing for almost 300 yards a game through the air like Trey Tobenheim is. He's over 1,800 yards passing in seven contests, but as we've said, 14 games played between these two teams, and there hasn't been a lot of fourth-quarter excitement. Uh, The running clock, that means a 35-point lead or more in every single game for Amherst. For Burwell, they had the one test this year against the Neely Oakdale team, uh, and they handled them by more than 20 points in Neely Oakdale. That's their only loss at 6-1. Our internet streaming at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit today. Amherst is scheduled to receive the football. The kicking game could also be interesting tonight. We'll have it all for you coming up in a moment. This has been the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We'll have the kickoff in a moment. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Lane Helgoth has the ball on the tee, and we are ready for a battle of unbeatens here on Classic Hits. And the ball is going to sail into the end zone, and that's exactly what both teams want to have happen tonight. Don't give these speedsters a chance to return the football. And as you could tell when we gave you the starting lineups, Burwell's a bigger football team than Amherst is. Amherst is a quicker football team than Burwell is. In fact, for uh, Burwell... Uh, head coach uh, Luke Gideon telling me it's almost like where we're strong that may be where they're weak and where they're strong that might be where we're weak 
How many times will Tobenheim put that football in the air in tonight's football game? And how will the corners handle it as they're going to start with man-to-man coverage, spread the football field here. Motion on a jet sweep. They're going to go from right to left and hand the football off to Trevor Adelung. Adelung will get across the line of scrimmage and get to about the 20-yard line. And again, with the rain blowing in tonight, we will do our best. Uh, The conditions are not the greatest here for anybody. And it's going to be a gain on the play of it looks like about five. So it'll be a second down, and we'll call it five yards to go. Trying to do a little something different right off the get-go here. And a five-yard gain for Adelung. Always in that shotgun is Tobenheim. He wants to throw. Looks right, nothing there. Wants to run left. He's got defenders in the backfield. Makes a miss. Gets to the line of scrimmage. Dives across the 20, but didn't get much. Out of bounds at the 21-yard line. Good job of the right side of that defensive line for Burwell to force a little pressure. And it's going to be a gain of maybe a one. And we'll call it second down and four here. Tobenheim scrambled just back across the line of scrimmage. These teams not used to going three and out or even being stopped. And a third down situation now here for the Amherst Broncos. Spread the field again on third down and a long four. Toppenheim looking, wants to go for it all. Down the right sideline to Adelung, and no one saw it. It's out of bounds in Burwell territory at the 35-yard line, way over the head there of Adelung, who was in coverage with Caden Owens, one of the starting corners. And so it is three and out, and I'll tell you what, When you look at the stats for some of these teams, the punter, you don't even know who it is. Remember when the Huskers joked for years you weren't sure that the punter was going to let her? Well, you have got that kind of situation here as well. So ready to pump the ball away, and Burwell really doesn't even put anybody back. They're not putting anybody back to return it on fourth down. Good snap. And the kick is away, and the punter slips and falls, and it's going to die at the 34-yard line. Burwell thought about picking it up. Be careful with that loose ball. That's only a 13-yard punt, and Burwell will start in Amherst territory first down. And those are just some of the conditions Eckhout and the boys are going to have to watch for tonight. You don't get punting uh, very much during the year, and then you come out, and you got a wet track, and He just had his foot slip out from under him, and it slid to the right side. So now Victory Sykes of the Burwell Longhorns will come up over the football for their first possession of the game. Sykes will go out of the pistol. He'll hand it to his fullback over the right side in lane, Helgoth. Helgoth gets a couple, maybe three. Going to go down to the 30-yard line, a gain of three on the play. It'll be second down and seven. I think uh, Coach Gideon and the boys want to establish that line of scrimmage, see how strong they can be here tonight, and if they can push that defensive line and then vice versa of Amherst around in this football game. They'll load up strong to the right side, heavy end there in a slot right, stay out of that pistol with Sykes, and they'll just hand it off this time to the left side. Little room, cross the 25, getting to the 20-yard line is going to be Torrey Huffman, and that'll be a first down for the Longhorns. Again, if they mark it at the 19 or the 20, it's going to be just enough for the first down. A pickup of 10 on the play for Huffman. So the first of the ball game, and Burwell looking to get on the board first here. We've only played, I mean, that first possession for Amherst only took a minute off the clock. And so we have 10.40 to go here and counting in quarter 
Number one, fake the handoff. Sykes is going to keep it on a quarterback draw off the left side. He'll get to the 15, try to lean the football forward to the 14-yard line. All those kind of fake plays, option plays. If you bump the guy tonight, that ball's going to be coming out. It's going to be a gain of six on the play there for Sykes. Bring up second down and four here for the Longhorns. As they move into the Platte Valley of Kearney Auto Red Zone, just inside the 15-yard line, Sykes will go under center for the first time. With his running backs off to the right side, it's going to be an inside handoff that Amherst is not fooled by. Helgoth goes nowhere, and sliding through there to make the tackle is Trey Tobenheim from his safety position. They read that on film and came through and able to make the play. So nothing for Helgoth, and it's going to be third down and four at the 14-yard line of Amherst. Scoreless here in the first quarter. And a little longer in the huddle. Again, the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a new year's vehicle, head to the top of the hill at 2nd and 42nd in Kearney. On 3rd and 4, Sykes rolls to the right. His pass is tipped and it falls incomplete. Trying to throw it out here into the flat for Tyler Gideon, but it was tipped at the line of scrimmage. And 4th down and 4. And, of course, a go-for-it situation here. So both quarterbacks have been incomplete on their first pass attempt of the ball game. Ball is on the left hash near the Burwell sideline as they move from right to left and Amherst from left to right. As you view it along your radio dial, scoreless with 9.28 to go here in the first quarter in this battle of unbeatens. Burwell will come up over the football, trying to convert a fourth down after a short Amherst punt. Back out of the shotgun. Sykes, it's just a quarterback run all the way around. Can he get to the corner? It looks like he does, and the Longhorns have a first down inside the 10-yard line. It was simply who's going to get to the corner first, and Victory Sykes was able to do it, and it's going to be first down and goal as Adelung pushed him out of bounds. Right inside the 10. In fact, they might actually put the ball on the 10-yard line. That's all they needed. Second first down of this drive that started at the 34-yard line. And so first and goal now for the Longhorns. Running over and picking up the play, Victory Sykes and Torrey Huffman. Unusual. Two guys have been coming over to get the play for Burwell here on this opening series. So that's the way that they prefer to do things. It'll bring up first down and 10. They better hustle. They're inside the five-second count. Fake the handoff. Sykes on a quarterback bootleg to the left side. Gets inside the 10, inside the 5, and walks into the end zone for the touchdown. Just a quarterback counter, and the Longhorns are first on the board here tonight on the 10-yard touchdown run. 6-0. Sykes able to get the job done here for the Burwell Longhorns. A 34-yard drive. Capped by that 10-yard Touchdown run, and they will attempt the extra point. Of course, everything is going to be slipped tonight, so Caden Owens will attempt the kick. It's a one-step straight on. He gets the kick away. It is up, and it is good. So with 9.17 to go here in the first quarter of play, it is Burwell 7, Amherst nothing on Classic Hits. This touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. 
Now's the time to get in touch with Craig Weegis, your Pioneer sales professional, to learn about the early pay savings program options. There's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local Pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. And the kickoff is going to go into the end zone again here for the Burwell Longhorns. So the second kickoff of the game that sails into the end zone, 7-0 in favor of Burwell, capping that 34-yard touchdown drive with a 10-yard run by Victory Sykes. And now let's see if Amherst can move the ball here. They were three and out on that opening possession. Will it change Coach Evans' thinking about uh, getting the ball through the air? They'll continue to spread that football field. The only man in the backfield is going to be the quarterback, Tobenheim. The lefty throws out here in the flat, and it is in and out of the hands of his intended receiver on the Amherst sideline, and it'll bring up second down and 10. So trying just something simple there to see if they could get a completion and incomplete as they throw it out there to Colton Burke, the running back. Burke only has 303 yards rushing, 330 this year, and is the leading rusher for Amherst on second and 10. Back to pass. Tobenheim sets his feet on the slant, and it's knocked away, trying to get it to Eck out, getting a finger on it, was Ty Chaffin, so 0 for 3 through the air here, and these are so quick. They take about two seconds to run each of those last two plays here, and they know the play. They're ready to go again, and that hurry-up works a lot better when you're moving the ball forward, so let's see if Burwell's defense can step up again on third down and 10. They'll send Holdenek out in motion from right to left. Rolling that way, it's a screen pass to him in the backfield, but he is going to be hit and brought down short of the first down. First man there was Chaffin. He got across the 20 to about the 21-yard line, got six, but it's going to be fourth down and four. In this battle of unbeatens, Burwell off to the good start here, and we'll see what Amherst decides to do. Last time slipped on the punt attempt, and it only went 13 yards, but can't go for it here inside your own 25-yard line, although they take a little time to break the huddle. And let's see if he's able to get a better punt away here. Again, Burwell doesn't put anybody back, expecting the fake. Snap is good. Rugby-style kick. Pressure coming, and it's not a good punt. Again, it goes off the side of the foot. There was a little pressure coming over there on the outside from Hofschneider, and the punt's going to go out of bounds inside the 30 at about the 28-yard line. That is a 7-yard punt. And so taking the ball in the first quarter has not proven to do things well for the Amherst Broncos. A seven-yard punt. Burwell already up 7-0, and they'll take it at the 28-yard line. And let's see what Sykes does out of the pistol. Unbalanced formation. He'll look to his right, wants to throw, has time now, steps up and runs, gets to the original line of scrimmage inside the 20 to about the 19-yard line before he is brought down by Holden Eckout. A gain of two. It'll be second down and eight. So Sykes with four carries for 22 yards here so far in the opening quarter. Torrey Huffman had a 10-yard run. Helgoth a couple of carries for just three yards. But six plays in the game so far offensively for Amherst, and they've had to punt it away twice. Now on second down and about seven and a half here, they will put Helgoth in the backfield. 
Fake the handoff. Quarterback Sykes wants to keep it around the left side, and he's going to be drugged down from behind, short of the 20-yard line. They're able to get him behind the line of scrimmage that time, and it's going to be Colton Burke in there on the tackle, and it'll be third down and long for Burwell. But again, where they're at, well, pardon me, had the yard line wrong. He picked up two, didn't lose two, so a gain of two that time for Sykes, and it's still going to be third and about five yards to go here for the Longhorns, but where they're out on the field, obviously it's two-down territory, so they don't have to worry about uh, a different kind of call here. Huffman's in the slot to the left. Helgoth right next to Sykes, who wants to throw. Huffman headed down to the end zone, but they'll throw underneath, incomplete for Tyler Gideon. Tried to draw the defense to follow Huffman into the end zone, but they stayed home, and the pass was underthrown anyway, and it's going to be fourth down and five. So Sykes is 0 of 2 through the air. Toppenheim on the other side is 1 of 4. So last drive, Burwell was able to convert a fourth down play. Can they convert a fourth down play here? Up 7 to nothing with 8.09 to go in the first quarter of play. Same formation they ran on the fourth down last time. And Sykes fakes the run, wants to throw backside. He's got a man open. It's complete inside the 15 and stepping out of bounds at the 13-yard line will be Tyler Gideon. It's going to be a gain of 10 yards and another Burwell first down on the first completion. And you could tell they were very safe, very cautious the way they threw it, the way that Helgoth used, or excuse me, Gideon used two hands to bring it in. They did not try anything too tricky there. They wanted to make sure that they got the first down, which they did. So first and 10, just inside the 15 in our Platte Valley of County Auto Red Zone. Rolling to the right is Sykes. Still rolling, still rolling. Steps up and gets hit after a very short gain. Going to get to about the 12-yard line, a gain of a couple that time. So Sykes has been busy running the football so far in the contest. 7-0, Burwell scored on their opening possession. Amherst was 3 and out. Amherst 3 and out. They've had a 13 and a 7-yard punt. We have yet to play one down on the Burwell side of the field. Rain kind of subsiding now, so that'll allow us to maybe pop some things open here for a second as it is second down and 8 yards to go for Burwell. At the 12-yard line, ball on the right hash. Sykes out of the shotgun, wants to throw, has time, now decides to step up, and he'll be dropped behind the line of scrimmage. He had a lot of time, but decided not to pull the trigger, and it's going to be Peyton Call in there to get the sack. It'll bring up third down, and it's going to be a loss back to the original line of scrimmage. Just two on the play, first sack of the game. And it's been a bend but don't break. Type of thought here for Amherst, and we are going to have a timeout, our first of the ball game called by Burwell. So for the first time, they've got a third and double digits to take care of here. Third and 10 at the Burwell 14-yard line with 6.57 to go in the first quarter. It's the Longhorns 7, Amherst nothing. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. 
Along with our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda, back with you here in Burwell. As always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors, Athletic Director Kevin Carson and the crew here in Longhorn Country for their hospitality. It's a tough night to be around for everybody, and the kids are playing in the rain right now. It has stopped raining. And it looks like Robert Jensen of Huskerland Prep has also made his way up here to the great city of Burwell. Third down and 10 at the 14-yard line for Burwell. Moving from right to left, fake the swing pass, looking into the end zone. He's got Helgoth, but overthrew him. He got behind Tobenheim. I'm not sure Helgoth would have been able to get his foot down. It was right in the back of the end zone. But the offensive line has done, so far, a pretty darn good job of protecting Sykes. It was a coverage sack the last time, his only sack of this football game. So now it's fourth down and 10 at the 14-yard line. Will the Broncos be able to come away with a stop here? 6.51 to go in the first quarter. Huffman in the backfield. They'll put Sykes under center. They're in a power eye formation. Look out for the end this time. Rolling to pass. Trouble for Sykes. He's got all kinds of trouble, and he is going to have to throw it over the middle incomplete. He went all the way back to his 35-yard line, 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, pursued that time by Tim Christensen and Colin Jackson, and just ended up throwing it away. He did have a man in the area in his running back, Torrey Huffman. That's why there was no intentional grounding, or that would have been a 20 plus the penalty 25-yard loss, and Amherst would have had great field position. And you can already tell... The field, with all the plays in between the 35 and the 10 so far, starting to mud up a little bit here as we move towards the north side of the field. So an incomplete pass will bring up first down and 10 for Amherst, trailing 7 to nothing, but it could have been worse. And they will take over offensively, looking for their first first down. They'll actually put it back in the backfield this time, and it's going to be a straight run for Tobenheim. Tobenheim will jump across the 15 and get to about the 17-yard line. Should be a gain of three. And when you're not able to get anything going through the air on the first two series, they may just try and notch a first down here and see if they can get some things done on the ground. But again, as we said, the line should favor Burwell. They're a little bit bigger. They're a little more experienced up front. Now they'll go to a bubble, trip stack to the right side. Just three men on that offensive line of scrimmage. Fake the out. Tommenheim wants to come back across the middle to hold a neck out. It's complete at the 25. They'll tackle him forward, and it will be enough for a first down to the 26-yard line. So the first first down of the ball game on just a short little eight-yard pass from Tommenheim to hold a neck out. So Amherst now will get back into that hurry up, and this is what They do so well, but if the deep ball is not there for them tonight, that takes away a huge part of their arsenal. Tobenheim now, empty backfield, wants to throw. Here comes some pressure up the middle. He hangs in there, throws it underneath. It's going to be complete short across the 25 to the 27. And Eckhout's going to haul it in again. Holden is going to be put down at about the 25-yard line, they say. So a gain of four on the play. It'll be second down and six. Holdenek out had a run earlier in the ball game for five yards. Now he's caught back-to-back passes. Second down and a long five, seven on the box as they play man. Out of the backfield, wide open. Colton Burke completed the 35-40 into Burwell territory, and he's pushed out of bounds at the 37-yard line. That's a 13-yard play, and now the offense moving on this third drive of the contest for Amherst. And the first play of the football game for either team in Burwell territory. 7 nothing Longhorns. 5.47 to go here in quarter number one, and they're ready to go again. First down and 10 Burwell, or uh, excuse me, Amherst in Burwell territory. Jet sweep, Eckhout, Braden, 
trying to get to the right side. All over him in the backfield. He breaks a tackle right now to reverse his field. Down the left side, 30, 20, still breaking tackles. Inside the 10, rushing into the end zone. Touchdown, Amherst. He was going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage and reversed field, takes it down the left sideline in front of the Amherst bench for a 37-yard touchdown run. And so most of the touchdowns this year through the air for Braden Eckout, that one comes on the ground, and it's 7-6. to six. And, of course, remember, in these type of conditions, most of the time Amherst is a team that would run for two, but over the last handful of years, they've been able to uh, establish a kicking game. And so Adelung is going to line up to try and tie this football game up, the left-footed kicker. Snap good, down, the kick is away, has the distance, and it is through the pipes. 5.34 to go here in the first quarter of the Battle of Unbeatens. A 37-yard touchdown run for Braden Eckow, brought to you by Five Points Bank with the score 7-7 here on Classic Hits. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. It's Thursday night football, this final week of the regular season. Handful of uh, Class D games and uh, quite a few Class D, handful of other games on the radio dial, and we'll take a look at those in uh, just a moment. But right now, they're ready to boot the football away for the first time. Amherst, after tying the game 7-7, a line drive kick that will be fielded at the six-yard line. Up the middle of the football field, 10-15. It's going to be Chaffin, breaks a tackle at the 20-25, 30. He's at midfield and pushed out of bounds in Amherst territory at the 31-yard line. And three possessions, three Burwell starts inside Amherst territory. And again, big guys, tougher to tackle when it's so slick out there. And a nice return that time for Ty Chaffin, who had a big game last year against Amherst up in Amherst. So they'll start this drive at the 31-yard line after a 66-yard drive was capped by the Eckout touchdown. And can Burwell answer right back? 7-7 with 5.26 to go in quarter number one. On first down and 10, Sykes fakes the counter, brings it straight up the middle of the football field, gets inside the 30 for a short gain, down to about the 29-yard line. We'll call it a gain of two. It'll be second down and eight. So they've got to keep an eye on Sykes, do the Broncos at all times. Sometimes he just fakes that one step forward and then steps back with a play-action pass. He does it more than just faking the handoff. Haven't done much here with Helgoth or Huffman. Only three carries between the two. They're asking Sykes to handle it. And, of course, the less that you have to move the football, 
The less chance there is of it slipping out here tonight. It's not too bad right now, the conditions. They'll give it to Huffman off the right side. He gets tripped up in the backfield, and then putting him down on the tackle is going to be Colin Jackson. As he got back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. The footing again in a couple of places on the field already pretty tough. So third down and eight. Huffman's second carry results in no gain. Sykes so far through the air is one of five. A 10-yard completion for a first down. Third down and eight at the 29-yard line of Amherst. Amherst has pretty much everybody in the box, and Sykes wants to throw, looks for the deep crossing route, now comes back underneath, and it's going to be knocked away. Trying to get it to Gideon, and coming over to knock it away is going to be Jackson. I think it was Colin Jackson. Yes, it was, 33, over there to knock it away. So it'll bring up fourth down, and... What does Burwell want to do? Uh, 29-yard line, do you try to pin him inside the 10, or you just say, we're going to play it wherever we're at? It's a tough night to move the football here. And it looks like no decision. They're just going to go for it, as would be the proper decision here at home. 7-7, 4-0-8 to go in the first quarter on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. And they will send Gideon out wide to the right, Huffman to the left, Sykes, Fakes the underneath throw. He's got some pressure. Has to roll to his right. He's going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. Colton Burke able to get to him. The initial pressure came from Jacob Klingelhofer, and they will drop him well behind the line of scrimmage at the 34-yard line. A loss of five, and Amherst will take over. So after a shaky start here by the Broncos, maybe a little bit of the tide turning the second sack of this first quarter of Victory Sykes. So they just decided to put more pressure on, make Sykes get rid of the ball quickly, and it hasn't worked out so far here for the Longhorns. First down and 10 as Amherst trying to take the lead now. Fourth possession of the ball game. Jeff Sweep, they'll fake it, and Toppenheim will come straight up the middle. Makes one man miss. Gets across midfield and into Burwell territory right at the first down marker, and he's going to have it at the 36-yard line. So a gain of 10 on the play. For quarterback Trey Tobenheim, of course, Braden Eckhout just scored on the last possession, so the eyes are on him. Everybody follows him just that half a step, and Tobenheim takes it right up the gut. Now they'll go with that bunch to the right side, the old bubble. Three wide receivers right, one left, and about five, six yards behind the line of scrimmage awaiting the snap is Tobenheim, and there's movement. And... Yeah, they did. They had a little trouble getting the flag out of the pocket, but they do blow the play dead, and that'll be our first penalty of the football game, an illegal procedure here on the Amherst Broncos. Don't forget, if you are out and about uh, watching high school football tonight, we'd love to have your scores on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. You can call or text 308-646-0506, In the second quarter, Norfolk Catholic Number one, leading sixth-ranked Boone Central Newman Grove by a score of seven to nothing. Crofton leads West Holt twelve to nothing in the first quarter. Here it's first down and fifteen. Slant pattern is complete to the thirty-yard line and going head over heels to haul that one in is going to be Eckhout, and they pick up a big chunk of what they needed on that play. Let's call it a gain of ten, and it'll bring up second down and five. So after the penalty, ten more on the play, and they're ready to go again. Tommenheim snaps the ball. Looks right, throws over the middle, Burt's wide open, 25-20, makes a man miss, spins and is stacked up inside the 20 at about the 17-18 yard line. 
That's a gain from the 31 to the 18 of 13 more. And Tobenheim now is warming up for Trey. He went one of his first four. In fact, he was 0 for 3, and now he's completed six in a row. First down and 10 on the march, 7-7 at the 18-yard line. Tobenheim with trips to the right, looking that way, has time, throws underneath. It's complete at the 15-yard line and brought down at the 12 by Braden Eckout. A gain of seven on the play. It'll be second down and three. So whatever wasn't working on those first two drives, Coach Evans and his staff has figured out, and they're changing it up right now. Pleasanton leads SEM 16-0 second quarter on ESPN Radio. The snap is dropped, so Tobenheim's just going to run, has a little bit of a hole over the right side, and gets inside the 10, has enough for the first down to the 8-yard line. Tobenheim makes something out of nothing. First time we've seen him drop that shotgun snap here in the football game. And it's going to be first down and goal here for Amherst. Once again, in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone, when you're in the zone to find a newer used vehicle, head to the top of the hill. Second and 42nd, Kearney's hometown, Ford Store. High snap to Tobenheim. He corrals it, throws over the middle. Burt, short gain, and he's going to be tackled by Sykes immediately to about the six, just a gain of two, something that they're hoping he can break after making the short tackle, and they're really dragging Colton Burke here and getting him some uh, short passes. They're also dragging uh, Holden Eck out. They haven't really tried to go deep, and of course now that they're at the six, they don't have to worry about that. But getting away from the deep pass and starting to go underneath, and with the rain stopping, it makes it a little bit easier to control the football. Second down and goal at the six. They're going to line up in an I formation this time. They fumble the football, and Tobenheim gets on top of it. So the first time that Amherst went up under center, the center swings it back there strong, and it goes right through Tobenheim's hands. So Dane Bogard and Tobenheim, something they may have to work on. But when you play both sides, it's hard to get over on the sidelines and really work on it. And uh, sending in the play, Colin Pfeiffer over there relays it in. Really no loss on the play, just dropped the football. So it'll be third down and goal from about the six-and-a-half-yard line. They'll go back to the empty backfield. Jet sweep motion, fake the handoff. Tobenheim wants to take it himself around the left side. He's going to be hit short. Burwell wanted to hold because right out there on the edge, Gideon was being either A, blocked really well, or B, being held. And the run will only get him to about the original line of scrimmage, the six. So... We'll call it fourth and goal just outside the five-yard line. And Amherst is going to go ahead and use their first timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 59 seconds to go in the first quarter. The Battle of Unbeatens, Amherst and Burwell, 7-7, fourth and goal Broncos when we come back. Buzz's Marine is bringing Christmas to your family early. At Buzz's Marine, we have been creating family memories since 1956. This year, our elves have outdone themselves and have our certified used boats detailed and inside. Don't wait. Get to Buzz's Marine today before our 36th annual used boat show, January 9th through the 16th, and get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Financing is available on everything from pontoons, deck boats, sport boats, and fishing boats. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Well, now it's Burwell's defense's turn to make a stand. Amherst did it a couple of series ago on a fourth and ten situation. Now it's a fourth and goal situation for Amherst. Ball is just outside the five-yard line. They'll spread the field again, go twins to the right and twins to the left, stack them both. Tobenheim out of the shotgun. 
Ball ready for play. Bogard with the snap. Tobenheim, time in the pocket. Pump fakes, slips, now rolls out here. Faded to the corner of the end zone. He's got Burt Cott touchdown. The offensive line gave Tobenheim the time he needed. Burt was able to get free, and it's 13-7 on the five points bank touchdown by Colton Burt. And Tobenheim continues to look impressive. A five-yard touchdown pass to make it 13-7. And after misfiring on his first three, that is now nine straight completions, and the longest one of those is 13 yards. Adelung lines up for that left-footed extra point. And it gets a little quiet here at Burwell as the momentum has changed. Good snap. The kick is away, but this one is a dead quail that just got over the pipe. Well, for you hunters, that was one that had trouble getting there, but it only has to go 20 yards, and it went 20 and a quarter. It is Amherst 14, Burwell 7 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. Doug Duda back with you here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. It's been a fairly long first quarter with all the passing, but 14-7. to Amherst, after giving up the first touchdown, now has turned things around, got their passing game going, and they're ready to boot it away here after the five-yard touchdown pass. And now there's a penalty flag on Amherst before they even lined up to kick it. So I don't know if somebody maybe didn't have a mouthpiece in or... If they had already crossed the line of scrimmage, which they didn't because the ball was up here on the 30, so a five-yard penalty, and the man that threw the flag did not give us an indication of what that was. So this may, uh, again, the last time you're kicking out of a little bit of a mud hole, uh, we will see Burwell have a good return maybe again, and we're ready to boot it away. And this is a short, low-line drive kick, and it's going to roll out of bounds inside the 10, so Chaffin won't have a chance. But again, hey, if you're Burwell, you're backing up and kicking it again. You already had a five-yard penalty. You kick it out of bounds, so now you're back at the 20-yard line. Amherst knows what's coming. They're trying to squib it, trying to give their coverage team time to get down there before Big Ty Chaffin, the 200-pound end, gets a hold of it. And he's the only one back there. He is 15 to... 18 yards behind his three blocking backs. So now kicking it away from their 20-yard line. Once again, will be the Amherst Broncos. Looks like that's a lotter to kick it away. And here we go. 
Kick again as a line drive, taken out of the air. Oh, he might have had his knee down, and he did. The official is going to call it. Chaffin went down to catch it out of the air and put his knee down at the 16-yard line. A big break for Amherst because Chaffin would have caught that almost on the run and had about 15 yards before anybody was going to get to him. So first down and 10 at their own 16-yard line, we'll say, with 51 seconds to go in the first quarter. 14-7 in favor of the Broncos. So Burwell now now needs to find a way to get things going. They've had Sykes running on the ground, but they haven't had much success in the air. He is one of six. They'll put him in the pistol with a slot right side. He wants to run, starts left, cuts back up the middle, slips and goes down, and here's a late penalty flag after a two-yard gain. Of course, that penalty flag came right in the middle, and that's usually indicating a hold or a face mask. Let's see which way it goes. And our white hat, they're still discussing it. It will be a face mask called on Amherst. So just a two-yard run for Sykes, but they're going to pick up more on the face mask here. And it will be the five-yard variety, the second penalty of the ball game on Amherst, not counting those special teams kicking it out of bounds. So it'll be first down again and about four yards to go, marking it off for maybe three and a half from the end of that run. 14-7 Amherst, the Battle of Unbeatens here in D1. Slot to the right side, out of the shotgun. Sykes gives it to Helgoth. He's hit in the backfield, and he is wrestled down. Coming through there, unblocked that time for Amherst was Jacob Klingelhofer from his defensive end position. And Helgoth, boy, that looked, again, we haven't made this reference yet, how good the wrestling programs are. That looked more like a two-point takedown to the back for a five-pointer there by Klingelhofer, and Helgoth doesn't have that happen to him in the winter, so it's going to be second down and seven after a loss of two. They'll stay out of that pistol formation, go on the inside handoff to Huffman, trying to go from right to left, has a little bit of running room into the secondary, has the first down across the 30 all the way out to the 34-yard line. Again, a 13 that time for Torrey Huffman, and the... First down is their fourth of the ball game. And that will probably be the final play here of the opening quarter. Once they run the clock, there's only six seconds to go. It is 14-7 Amherst. First and 10 Burwell at their own 34 as we head to the second quarter of this Battle of Unbeatens on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Amherst, Riverdale, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Now's the time to get in touch with Craig Weegis, your pioneer sales professional, to learn about the early pay savings program options. There's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, 1st Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. Doug Duda, our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, in Burwell tonight on the northern edge of our coverage area for the Battle of Unbeaten's first snap of the second quarter. 
will be for Burwell. It's going to be a designed quarterback run. Sykes on the left side gets into Amherst territory and gets inside the 35 all the way to the 32-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 13 on the play and another first down here for the Burwell Longhorns, and that'll give victory Sykes 40 yards rushing on 11 carries already in this football game. The first touchdown came on a 10-yard run by Sykes. A 37-yard run by Braden Eckout and a 5-yard pass from Tommenheim to Burke. And it's 14-7 at the end of the first quarter in favor of Amherst. So now Burwell with a little pep in their step again. Unbalanced eye. The handoff around the right side. Huffman looking for a hole. He's going to be drugged down from behind by Burke. And then Tommenheim kind of got in there late and finished him off high. It's going to be a short gain to the 30-yard line. We'll call it a gain of 1. And it'll be second down and 9. Huffman had, or excuse me, Huffman, let me make sure I said that right, Tory Huffman, three carries, 23 yards in the first quarter. Helgoth, three carries for just one yard. And through the air, Sykes, uh, just 10 yards passing, one of six. But remember, three consecutive times, Burwell started inside the Amherst 35-yard line, twice because of short punts, and then once a nice uh, kickoff return by Ty Chapman after the first Amherst touchdown. So second down and nine. We're ready to go. They're going to go to the old double wing here. Huffman will fake it. Then they'll go inside on the pivot to Helgoth. He's going to get to the corner and be wrapped up inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. A well-executed play there by Burwell. And I don't know if that's something that they've done much this year, but Amherst didn't pick it up off the film. First time they'd went with that formation tonight. A gain of seven. It's going to be third down and two. So Lane with a nice run around left end. They'll spot it at about the 23-yard line. Need to get to the 21 for the first down. Burwell on the march again. After that first score, though, not a whole lot the last three drives of this football game. Two teams that are used to scoring a ton of points. They'll go back to that double wing. Oh, two men in motion get set before the snap, though. Stack it to the right side, fake the handoff, and straight up the middle is Sykes. He's going to get the first down inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Once again, Tobenheim is in there. Also is Jacob Klingelhofer. A gain of three for Sykes and another first down for the Longhorns. As they move from left to right now here in quarter number two, what win there is in this football game is kind of coming across the field from east to west, swirling over there in the uh, south end zone, maybe just a tad into the face of the Longhorns. Market just inside the 20-yard line on the right hash. Split out wide to the left is going to be Chaffin. Under center this time will be Sykes. He'll pitch it to Helgoth. He is hit in the backfield but is able to get to the first down coming through untouched that time. The Amherst Broncos have had a lot of luck getting into the backfield and that was holding Eck out but just couldn't get him one-on-one and it's going to be a gain of about uh, two yards. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Give the ball to the 17, a 17-and-a-half-yard line. A gain of two that time for Lane. And slowly, methodically starting to move the football down the field are the Longhorns. Again, Burwell and Amherst have not allowed more than one touchdown in their last four opponents, and that's going to change here tonight, obviously. A little late getting over the football here, trying to get Helgoth lined up to the right side of Sykes. Sykes will roll to his right. Here comes pressure. Throws it incomplete, trying to get it out of the backfield to Tyler Gideon. But they are bringing pressure. Amherst is bringing pressure, bringing pressure, bringing pressure. And Burwell just hasn't been able to catch the right guy yet. You bring that much pressure, you're leaving somebody open or you're leaving an assignment intentionally uncovered. 
and Burwell just hasn't been able to expose it. They've been getting in the backfield real quick. Another incomplete pass here for the Longhorns, and that's going to bring up third down. Sykes out of the shotgun. He's got a wide receiver left and right, looking to the right, rolling, throwing it up for grabs, trying to get it to Chaffin on a comeback round, incomplete at the four-yard line. Braden out was there on the coverage, and it brings up another fourth down situation, and Burwell just can't get anything going through the air here. Sykes' numbers for the season, not quite like Tobenheim's, but better than most in Class D1. And you have to feel Burwell now needs something positive to go here. They started so well, got stuffed the second time they had the ball inside the 15, and now they're going to have to burn another timeout. So the second timeout of the ball game will be used here by Burwell, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC with 9.04 to go in the first half. The Battle of Unbeaten's Amherst 14 and Burwell 7. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. Well, Burwell coach Luke Gideon has the play call in. Trotting out onto the football field is going to be Thomas Hughes. Let's see what they can do on fourth down and eight at the 18-yard line. Sykes rolls to his right. Once the option pitch, the ball is going to be stayed in Sykes' hands. There's nobody to pitch it to, and he just runs out of bounds with a little assistance there from Jacob Klingelhofer. They tried to run option, and it was nowhere to go. Quarterback, running back, it didn't matter. Sykes did the right thing by not pitching the football, but they eat yardage, a loss of two, and another fourth down stop here for the Amherst Broncos. 8.58 now to go here in the first half, and Amherst can really take some momentum away here on the road as they'll go back to the spread formation. Twins right, they do put Burke in the backfield. Send Eck out in motion. Quarterback keeper right up the middle. Tobenheim. He gets five, six, seven out to the 27 and a half, 28 yard line. A nice gain. Tobenheim, they're finding a couple of things up the middle. The adjustments so far in this first half obviously have been uh, done better by Amherst than Burwell. A lot of football game. Remember, Burwell made the comeback last year. It's going to be a gain of seven for Tobenheim. And without the rain, we're getting a respite. Thanks to Mother Nature right now because it was bad right up until the start of this football game. But decent conditions. It's not raining. Second down and three. Burked in motion from right to left. Straight up the middle. Tobenheim has the first down across the 30. Lowers his shoulder to the 34-yard line and kind of bent over backwards there. A little dangerous. But he's got the first down. A gain of eight for Tobenheim. First possession of the second quarter here for Amherst, so their first first down. Don't forget at halftime, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at the first half stats, some other scores from around the area, and uh, take a look at what's still to come in the next couple of days. On ESPN Radio, Pleasanton maintains a 16-0 lead over SEM in the second quarter. Lawrence Nelson leads Giltner 20-6 early in their ballgame. 
Here it's first and 10 Amherst. Tobenheim takes the snap, wants to go deep. Down the right sideline, it's underthrown and incomplete at the 21-yard line. The Burwell defensive back didn't know where it was, so just tried to flail his arm out there as they went to hold a neck out, but Caden Owens just couldn't locate the football. And and, uh, for Amherst, Eckhout just about was able to come back and pick that one up. Wind has gusted up here another five mile an hour, and that's the first incompletion out of the last ten for Tommenheim. Ready to throw again. Sets his feet, throws over the middle. We've got a penalty flag, and it is incomplete. Well, boy, the back judge flung that flag about 20 yards in the air. And let's see what the play call will be here. No penalties so far in the game against Burwell. A couple for 10 yards against Amherst. And it's going to be a hold on the defense of Burwell. I think they've been trying that little crossing route, that little underneath route with Colton Burke. That time they might have grabbed him because the way that the football was thrown was not very pretty that time from Tobenheim. He saw what was happening and just chucked it there. So the defensive hold looks like they're going to mark it off from where the flag was. And at the 35-yard line, I'm a little fuzzy about what the actual defensive hold penalty is here. But it's going to end up being a five-yard penalty, but it's from the spot. So it is a first down. Amherst at the Burwell 35-yard line, leading 14-7. to 7.40 to go in the second quarter. Tobenheim in the shotgun, looks right all the way, throws underneath. It's complete to Burke at the 30, gets inside to the 28, keeps the legs churning to about the 27-yard line. A gain of eight on the play, and it'll be second down and short as Tobenheim continues to put the ball on the money with a lot of short, short, short passes. Obviously, Burwell has to give them a little bit of cushion, but Early on, the deep pass didn't work, so they have kept it underneath. And again, no completion longer than 13 yards so far in this first half for Trey Tommenheim. Second down and two at the 27-yard line of Burwell. They'll send Holdenek out in motion, give it to him on a late jet sweep, has some room, has the first down, gets into the secondary, inside the 20, down to the 16, and another first down. A gain of 11 that time for Eckhout. That is his second carry here of the football game, and Holden is able to pick up the first down. They tried to go to him on the first series. He got five. They couldn't do any better than that. So just outside the red zone, first down and 10. Tobenheim in the shotgun, empty backfield. Looks for a swing pass out of the backfield. It's going to be complete. Burked again inside the 10. He'll be tripped up there at the nine-yard line. Seven more yards, and they are getting nice chunks of yards on first down, setting up second and short. That brings us back into the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a newer used vehicle, head to the top of the hill. Second and 42nd, it's Kearney's hometown Ford store. Second down, we'll call it three. The ball at the nine-yard line, 14-7 to already. Amherst on top. Burwell scored first here tonight after forcing a three and out. They took the short field and marched it right in on a 10-yard Sykes run, but They haven't had much offense since then. That last drive, they got it inside the 10-yard line and were stopped on fourth. Now we're ready to go on second and three. Tobenheim empty backfield, spins the ball, fires over the middle, complete to hold a neck out, and he is going to be brought down inside the five at the four. Again, short pass, trying to get to the corner and use the speed. A gain of five. And it'll be second down and goal, or first down and goal at the four. Another first down here for Amherst. Four on this drive, a nice one. 
Moving right down the football field. Started inside their territory after the fourth down stop on Burwell. Fresh set of downs, and they'll spread the field with four wideouts. Twins right and left. Adelung and Holdenek out to the right. Bradenek out and Burke to the left. Tobenheim looks left. Feeling a little pressure. Fires towards the pylon. It is caught. Touchdown. Amherst. Bradenek out. His first one through the air, adding it to a run he had earlier tonight. A four-yard touchdown pass puts the Broncos up 20-7 with Adelung ready to attempt the extra point. Another five points bank touchdown here for Tobenheim and Eckhout. So changing the game plan a little bit here, just happened to go back to the safe route, and it has worked very well. Patience is something that Amherst hasn't had to worry about all year long. Again, they have won every game by the 35-point rule. Braden Eckhout to hold the extra point. Adelung will kick it. The last one he mishit. This one he pounds, and it is up, and it is good. So with 6.25 to go here in the second quarter of play, we have put more points on the board. It's Amherst 21 and Burwell 7 on Classic Hits. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Glad to have you along with us. Caleb Henry back in the production chair. They're getting ready later tonight for the CPI Mr. Tire scoreboard show. But we've got a lot of football to go. And for the second straight year, Burwell is going to have to come back against Amherst. The Broncos with three straight touchdowns and now a squib kick that might find its way out of bounds. And it does at the 11-yard line. And let's see if they make him kick it again. And I imagine they would. Amherst not as strong in the kicking game as Burwell has been tonight. And so back him up and boot it away again. Burwell could have it at the 25, but they, they've got a feeling that they can do a little bit better than that. Probably still a little miffed the last time. It was a low-line drive kick, and Chaffin went down to get it like an outfielder. Well, his knee hit one of those rules that is not very fun. I mean, there's nobody within 30 yards of him, and they call him down. I assume at some point they'll change that rule, but they have not done it yet. So once again, the ball's on the tee, this time from the 25. And the kick is stronger down the middle, and Chaffin fields it out of the air at the 12, 15, 20, right side, good block. Tobenheim tries to trip him up, and he slows him up just enough for the rest of the Broncos to get there and bring him down at about the 28-yard line. And that's where Burwell will take over the football. But the Longhorns now have got to find a way to get something going. Down 21-7, to they look good early, in fact, Looked like they were going to go up 14-0, and with the rain doing what it was doing early, they were going to be in control of the ball game. That is not the case. They are at the uh, muddiest spot on the field, uh, between the 25 and about the 32-yard line on their side. 
is where the field is pretty beat up. We played a lot of the first quarter in that area. First down and 10. Burwell fakes the handoff. Sykes up the middle. He's hit after he gets to the 25 to the 26-yard line. And Jacob Klingelhofer having a heck of a game so far here for Amherst. is going to make the tackle. It's a two-yard gain. And Sykes used to picking up more yards, getting bigger chunks. And it's just not happening. Uh, Amherst is getting second and three, second and two, second and four. Burwell's got second and nine, second and eight. And they've got a second and eight here. Trailing 21 to 7. Ball at their 31 yard line. Out of the shotgun. Sykes wants to throw. Hit as he throws. Down the middle of the football field. Almost intercepted. It's through the hands of Braden Eckout looking for Chaffin. And Sykes took a shot right to the midsection. When that arm just gets rid of the football, fully extended, nowhere to protect those ribs. He pops up. He's okay. But it's going to bring up third down. And eight yards to go. Burwell really needs to hit something here. Sykes, one of six in the first quarter, 0 of three in the second quarter, one of nine through the air, and it's a passing situation again. And Amherst has found a way to negate that strong offensive line. They just bring everybody. Seven in the box again. Eck out the only safety. They'll hand it on a sweep here to Huffman, trying to fool Amherst, and they won't fool him at all. They'll get him behind the line of scrimmage. Holden out is in there. Oh, once again in there is Klingelhofer. They'll drop him at the 30, a loss of a yard. It'll bring up fourth down and nine. So you wonder if the rain really, the coaches said what they said in the pregame, but did it affect their thinking coming in, thinking maybe it was going to be tough conditions all night long, and it has not cleared up, but it's not pouring. Five minutes to go, first half, 21-7 Amherst, and they're going to get the ball back on the first punt of the game for Burwell. It's a nice one. Eckout goes back and takes it at his 15-yard line. Tries the right side, 20, 25. The speedster, 30. Hurdles a man of the 35 and almost gets back to midfield. That was a nice punt that time by the Longhorns of uh, 15, 25, 35, 36 yards. But a nice return that time from the 15 to the 38, 23 yards on the speed of Braden Eckout. 21-7, still plenty of time, and now... It looks like the rain is starting to fall again as you see some of the umbrellas pop out here in the crowd. And Burwell right now probably hoping for some rain to slow down Amherst. Again, four wide outs, trips to the right side. That's where Tobenheim looks, pumps, wants to go deep over the middle. There's two men there, and they run into each other. They're trying to go to Colton Burke on a deep flag pattern there, and right there in the area, was his teammate, which allowed Burwell to cover a little bit better. They ran into each other, and the ball falls incomplete. One of the rare incompletions here of the last few con- uh, last uh, four or five drives. So it'll bring up second down and 10 at their own 38-yard line. They do actually huddle up that time, but not for long. Same formation, bubble right, single man left, and Eck out. Tobenheim again, looks to Eck out. Now it's one-on-one deep. He's behind his man, and it's going to be knocked away. Nice job by Chaffin to close ground and knock it down at the 12-yard line. That is what Amherst is used to doing, just stepping back and throwing to Eck out, who's faster than just about anybody they play. And it was a well-thrown ball. It was just a nice defensive play that time by the Burwell safety in Chaffin. And that's going to bring up third down. 
4.40. The clock stopped, of course, on the incomplete pass. We'll have to figure up our stats here at halftime on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Burwell needs a stop. Down 21-7 here in this battle of unbeatens. Out of the shotgun, Brooks actually in the backfield. Rolling out, Tobenheim rolling, rolling, throws it over the head of Eckhout, and he is hit as he releases the football. One of the few times that Burwell has actually got to him. Helgoth on the pressure. Hofschneider was also in pursuit, and it looks like we're going to have a punting situation now as the rain starts to fall even harder here at Burwell. So we were able to play for about a full quarter and maybe about five more minutes and now the rain coming down, and Eck out the punter, slipped the first time. He's got a 13 and a 7-yard punt. The ball placed at the 38-yard line, and the snap is good. Here comes a little rush. He got it away. Good kick. He really took a swing at that one, and it's going to bounce at the 10, and it's going to be a great punt. It's going to die at about the 7-yard line, a 35-yard punt. No return here for Burwell, and their backs are up against it. Now, Burwell will get the ball to start the second half, but they've got to find a way to get some offense going. They do not want to give the ball back to the Broncos here. So regardless if they score, they need to chew up about three, three and a half minutes here in quarter number two, trailing 21-7, to seven, scored on their opening possession, but nothing six since that point. Ready to go again. They'll empty the backfield for the quarterback victory. Sykes put a man in motion, Chaffin, and now Sykes is going to run back against the motion. Has some room. Tripped up as he gets to about the 13-yard line. Hold an Eck out. If he doesn't stay home, that's a big game for Burwell. But as it's been since the second possession, not much going on for the long-yard game. 50 yards is all Sykes has here in double-digit carries. About 15, I believe, if I've got this figured out right so far in the ball game. But a nice gain, seven yards, moving out to the 14, second down and three. But the rain now coming down, it's a a heavy drizzle. It's not a pouring rain. Don't want to give you the uh, thought of that, but it is raining here in the last couple minutes of this contest. 21-7, Amherst with the lead, clock running with 340. They'll send Chaffin in motion on the jet sweep. They give it to him, tries to get to the right side. A lot of red and white waiting for him, but he should have the first down at the 20-yard line. A gain of six. And for the first time, Chaffin's going to carry the football here for Burwell, and they get a much-needed first down on the six-yard gain. First carry on that jet sweep for Ty Chaffin. Don't forget tomorrow, high school football, Carney Catholic Holdridge on ESPN 1460. We've also got the Adams Central McCook and St. Cecilia Sandy Creek games. Clock running, first down and 10 at the 20-yard line. And Burwell again, jet sweep. Sykes is going to keep it. They can't hold on to his jersey. He breaks the tackle, gets 5, gets 10, gets 15 across the 35 and brought down at the 37-yard line. Again, of nearly 17 yards that time. In fact, that's what it will be, the best run of the night for Victory Sykes. And now Burwell can start thinking about getting all the way to the end zone. Plenty of time. They do have just the one timeout remaining, but that shouldn't be a factor now as it's first and 10 at their own 37-yard line. Amherst looked really, really rough on offense the first three possessions, but since then they've been moving the football and punted it three times. 
Back to pass is Sykes. Has some time, wants to throw it out here in the flat. Complete to Chaffin at midfield. Gets into Amherst territory, but won't have the first down on first down to about the 37-yard line. It's going to be a gain of seven. Second down and three. So Sykes, just his second completed pass of the football game right there. Two pass completions for 17 yards. 2.30 in the clock rolling. Now the officials have to take a little extra time to keep that football dry. They're going to put Sykes under center, Helgoth in the backfield. A short toss to him. He's going to try to get to the left side. He does, has the first down, lowers his shoulder, and he'll be brought down inside the 35, and they'll say first down at the 32-yard line. A gain of five on the play for Helgoth. 15 yards for the bruising fullback. And the Longhorns, who started this drive deep in their own territory after a nice braid neck out punt, started at their seven. They've moved it now to the 31-yard line of Amherst. Still have 2.08 to go here in the first half, but Amherst is up 21-7. Stack the backs to the right side of Sykes. He wants to throw all the way, rolling right, rolling right, lofts it down here and overshoots the intended receiver, Tyler Gideon, who was double-covered, but he had a step on both of them. And that's one that Burwell's going to have to hook up on at some point in this football game. They've missed that three or four times already. And it's going to be second down and 10, stopping the clock with 1.57 to go here in quarter number two. And this would be big for Burwell if they can get into the end zone and get the ball to start the third quarter. As they'll put the ball in the middle of the football field, stack those backs to the left side, actually kind of a wing left. Sykes out of that pistol will take it. Three-step drop. Now backing up. Looks like they want to set up a screen. It's not going to work, and he does not get rid of the football and is swallowed up all the way back at the 35-yard line. There were three Broncos coming after him. And a big tackle behind the line of scrimmage for Peyton Call. That is the third sack of the game. 9, 10, 11, 12-yard loss on the play for Burwell, and that is really going to hurt. Now they need to take care of the football and run out the first half. They have not taken shots deep down the field. 10-12, that shot that they took here a couple of passes ago to uh, Gideon was about a 15-yard pass, and Burwell is going to stop the clock with their final timeout. They have got a third down and about 22 to go. It's going to be a long yardage situation. I'm surprised Burwell just didn't let the clock run, run the ball, and knock it out of there. But they're down 21-7. to They're going to discuss what they want to do. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with a minute 14 to go. Second quarter, Battle of Unbeatens. Amherst 21, Burwell 7. Honey, hurry. We need to finish loading up the trash. The dump closes in 30 minutes. Don't let trash take up time in your busy schedule. Let Ravenna Sanitation take care of all your trash needs. At Ravenna Sanitation, they take trash seriously. They're there to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service that you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. We've had just one score here in the second quarter of play, and that was a four-yard touchdown pass from Tobenheim to Braden Eckout. To complete a 74-yard drive. They also had a five-yard touchdown pass from Tobenheim to Burke on a fourth and goal. Now it is third and 22 for the Longhorns all the way back in their territory after the 12-yard sack at about the 37-yard line. Sykes out of the pistol. 
Back to pass. Looking. He's going to throw deep down the middle. Looking for Chaffin. Jump ball. And it is intercepted. Intercepted by the Amherst Broncos at the 17-yard line. And it's going to be Adelung to come away with the interception. And now, what will Amherst do with a minute eight and two timeouts? They could put a big nail in Burwell before halftime going up by 20 or 21 points. So the first turnover, Burwell decided to take a shot, and it didn't work, and it will be Amherst ball at their 17-yard line. It was into double coverage, and Adelung just won the jump ball with 108 remaining here in the first half of play. What will Coach Evans decide to do? On first down and 10, he wants to go for it. Tobenheim deep down the middle of the football field. Caught 20. 15, 10, Adelung tripped up inside the five-yard line, caught it in stride. It's first and goal, Amherst. Huge, huge play, and Amherst got a chance to go up by three scores. That's going to be marked inside the five at, well, maybe right on the five, a 58-yard pass for Tobenheim, and it is nail-biting time for the Burwell Longhorns as they're in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone. Out of the shotgun, they will send Burke in motion, a quarterback keeper for Tobenheim, looking for a hole up the middle of the football field, and he is going to be into the end zone for an Amherst touchdown. A five-yard quarterback draw, and Tobenheim is in with a five-points bank touchdown to make it 27-7 to Amherst, and that is a backbreaker for the Longhorns. They were in Amherst territory with time on the clock, Tried to set up a screen, took a 12-yard loss on the play, and things did not go well since that point. Now they'll line up to kick the extra point. Adelung has hit all three. One of them was a little mishit, but it was able to get over. And the snap for the extra point to Eckout is down. The kick is away. It has the distance, and it is good. So with 48 seconds to go in the first half of play, the Battle of Unbeatens, Amherst 28 and Burwell 7. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Students are back to school, and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. The rain continues to fall here at Burwell. We made it to about the five-minute mark here in the second quarter before the precipitation came again. And a big, big series here. Amherst coming up with the pick, and then the touchdown will hit the squib kick here. Will they have an opportunity to return it? Yes, they will. Chaffin picks it up at the 5, 10, 15, has a little hole over the left side, 20, 25, and Burt will finally bring him down across the 30 at the 32-yard line. Ty Chaffin, a dangerous Return man, he's already had one good return, and that one was uh, better than average. So 
Now Burwell, they just took a chance on a third and 22, and it backfired on him. So after the nice return by Chaffin, will they roll the dice again or just get to the halftime locker room, which will be tough because you'll start to warm up and dry up, and it'll be time to come back out and work again. They have just 42 seconds to go here in the first half. They're going to spread it out. Let's see if Sykes just runs this football from the 31-yard line. Nope. Wants to throw. Now has to tuck it up and run, and gets two, maybe three yards. Great coverage by the Amherst Broncos. Klingelhofer's in there again. Sykes has to run over to the sideline and get the play. They're out of timeouts. It's a three-yard run. They don't even have to snap it again. And I don't know if Coach Gideon will send them back out there. They do not have to snap the ball again, and I think that's going to be the end of the first half here. Burwell's just going to call it a halftime and get into the locker room. So your score in this battle of unbeatens, Amherst with a big touchdown in the last minute of each quarter. It's the Broncos, 28, and the Burwell Longhorns, 7. The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report is coming up, and I'll tell you what, when you get this kind of weather, you're going to be really immune to it when you have the lead, and it's going to be colder and wetter if you're the team that's behind. So Burwell has got to come out of that locker room with a pep in their step to start the third quarter of play. Just to give you an idea, if you're joining us late, both teams are 7-0. and Neither team has really had competition in the fourth quarter so far uh, this year. For Amherst, uh, they have just blitzed everyone. Their closest game all year long, 43 to nothing over Central Valley, 66-22, 81-28, and then the last five, 59 nothing, 43 nothing, 49 nothing, 49-7, and 49-6. And it's very similar for Burwell. They did have a 53-30 victory over Neely Oakdale, and that's their only loss of the season. That came in week two. But since that, 38 6, 39-0, 46-6, 56-6, and 39-0. And all of those teams have picked up a couple of wins. It's not like they're running over winless teams that uh, just can't match up. They are playing teams that have won contests. And just a tough, tough start to this football game for Amherst. But they turned it around, and Burwell has had one legitimate offensive drive since the uh, middle portion of the first quarter. And your score, 28-7. to Amherst leads it at half here on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Amherst, Riverdale, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belchner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. 
connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. And welcome back to Burnwell. A big thank you to our many fine sponsors as we are at halftime in a rainy, rainy night here in Burwell. The Battle of Unbeatens, and your score is Amherst 28, Burwell 7. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Well, Burwell is just right on the edge of this latest cell that is moving through here. And again, maybe by the start of the second half, uh, the rain will stop once again. It was really bad uh, for portions of pregame. And then just when the game kind of got started after about the first series, it, it really stopped. And we had decent playing conditions for most of the first and second quarter. Then it started to rain again with about five minutes to go in the second quarter. And it's been a little rough since then. But I mean, if <laughs> if we could just pick Burwell up and move it about 15 miles to the West, we would be in the clear, according to the radar here, right on the edge of the rain that is moving south to north instead of west to east, as you usually see it. Let's take a look at our Ashley Furniture scoreboard show, or scoreboard. Platte River Radio delivers the in-game score updates, and Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture to your door. And uh, again, not as many 11-man games going on tonight, but let's take a look at what we have in Class A, number one, Millard West, all over Lincoln Southeast by a score of 31-6 to uh, just before halftime. At halftime, it is Millard North leading Papillion La Vista by a score of 10-9. to uh, In the Tri-Cities tomorrow, Grand Island will take on North Platte, who's having their best season since the Danny Woodhead days. And for Kearney High, they'll travel up to Norfolk, a game that's very important in the playoff standings. Kearney wins. It looks like they would get a home game. If not, probably on the road. Could have a game against one of the two Papillion schools. In Class C1, at halftime, number one Norfolk Catholic is blanking at number six Boone Central Newman Grove, 28 to nothing. In the second quarter, Central City leads Minden, 21 to seven. Again, the Bison, a, a team that loves to throw the football around, so the weather could be affecting them. At at half, O'Neill playing Kozad. That's going to be a long bus ride on a Thursday night. That's a head scratch. Why would not you play that on a Friday? O'Neill, 28, and Kozad, nothing. In C2, they are at halftime. Ravenna and Centura are tied 6-6 at the half. Besides our score here in D1, Bruning Davenport Shickley uh, jumped out to a 35-0 lead over Pawnee City. That was an early score. And at half, East Butler leads Lord Central Catholic by a score of 30-6. On our sister station, ESPN Radio, 1460, it is Pleasanton 22 and SEM nothing at the half, a battle of teams trying to get to 500 on the season. And Selma Myrna leading Brady at the half, just 16-6. to And at the half, Lawrence Nelson, tired of the falling to Giltner and being beaten by them in the playoffs the last few years. It's Lawrence Nelson, 20, and Giltner, 6. They are at halftime earlier today. Falls City Sacred Heart beat Parkview Christian 58-12. to And Chambers Wheeler Central down Wausau by a score of 50-6. to here at halftime in the Battle of Unbeatens, it's Amherst 28 and Burwell 7. We'll be back with more on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report after this timeout. 
Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the dent popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. Custom-fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the dent popper. North of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. A reminder, we've got more high school football action for you. It's a busy weekend uh, getting into next week with some volleyball and uh, then the state football playoffs. Again, state football playoffs in Class D begin one week from tonight. Amherst and Burwell both in, and both will be at home. But uh, we'll see how uh, things pan out after the uh, games are finished up uh, tomorrow. Also, I uh, want to let you know that Class C, B, and A will begin one week from tomorrow. Our games tomorrow, Carney Catholic at Holdridge on ESPN 1460. We will also have the Hastings St. Cecilia Sandy Creek contest on 1230 KHAS. And for uh, Adams Central, they go to McCook, and that'll be on ESPN 1550 tomorrow. Some other games of note, a battle of unbeatens, York at Aurora. Uh, big game for the district. Blue Hill will be at Axtell tomorrow. Other games in the area, Twin River is at Gibbon. Also tomorrow, uh, Hastings will be taking on Lexington. We talked about the Kearney and uh, other games. of uh, Kearney will be up at Norfolk. Donovan Trumbulls at Southern Valley. Grand Island Central Catholics at St. Paul. Arcadia Loop City will be at Wood River. The State High School Cross Country Meet will be run tomorrow at the Kearney Country Club, and that should be quite the sight after about the third or fourth race. So bring your water skis and uh, come on out and watch it. If you can't do it, we'll have updates for you. Uh, some previews starting at about 10.15 tomorrow here on Classic Hits and ESPN Radio all the way through the final results, and we'll keep you updated until kickoff tomorrow night at 6.30 and here on Classic Hits right up to the baseball game with the Royals. Game six against the Toronto Blue Jays. It is the Kansas City Royals broadcast with Ryan LaFever, Denny Matthews, pregame at 6.35 tomorrow. Our volleyball on Tuesday, the final regular season volleyball action, will be headed over to Blue Hill as they welcome in Axtell and Kennesaw for a triangular that gets underway at 5 o'clock. Don't forget, Tri-City Storm Hockey is on the road Friday and Saturday. You can hear that on the breeze, 94.5, and you can also hear Husker football against Northwestern, and that will be getting underway at 6 a.m. with the pregame kickoff at 11 o'clock, and I know only Spencer Schubert gets up that early to listen to the 6 a.m. pregame from uh, his days of tracking the Huskers, and that'll be on the breeze coming up Saturday as well. We will be back with our first half stats, 28-7 Amherst, here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska-Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. 
Now's the time to get in touch with Craig Weegis, your Pioneer sales professional, to learn about the early pay savings program options. There's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local Pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. Along with our producer engineer, Caleb Henry, Doug Duda back with you here at Burwell. Let's take a look at the first half numbers that I have for you. First off, for the Longhorns, Torrey Huffman, five carries, 25 yards. Lane Helgoth, six carries, 15 yards. Ty Chaffin has carried the ball one time for six yards. And Victory Sykes, 18 carries, 58 yards. The lone touchdown for Burwell. He has been sacked three times. And uh, the, the last sack is probably going to end up being our Usera Care Hospice play of the game. They were in Amherst territory. Even if they don't score, they're probably going to be able to run out the clock. Uh, They've got a second down and manageable. They take a 12-yard sack on that second down play to set up third and 22. They elect to take a shot down the field, get it intercepted. That is followed up by the 58-yard pass from Tobenheim to Adelung and then a five-yard run from Tobenheim. All took about 20 seconds with those four plays there, and we had a minute eight when things turned around, 48 seconds when the uh, touchdown run happened, and that is our Usericare Hospice moment of the first half. Usericare Hospice caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all of the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Usericare Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. So overall, 30 rushing attempts for Burwell, 104 yards. The passing game just hasn't been there tonight for the Longhorns. I have Sykes, 12 attempts, two completions, one pick, 17 yards. So two out of 12 with a pick and 17 yards in this football game. Through the air, 104 on the ground, 121 yards of total offense. Nine first downs. They punted it once for 36. They had the one turnover on the interception and a defensive holding penalty, the only one for five yards. We'll come back and look at the first half numbers for Amherst right after this on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Farmers, are weeds attacking your combine this harvest? Are you finding it harder to control weeds resistant to glyphosate? Let your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist provide you with fall burndown options to manage those tough-to-control winter annual weeds, allowing you to plant your spring crops without competing with yield-robbing weeds while preserving moisture and nutrients in the seed bed. Protect your investment with a whole farm solution with the help of your Aurora agronomy professional. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at Care.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. 
To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. The team's back out on the field, getting ready for their second-half warm-ups. We're about four or three-and-a-half minutes away from the start of the second half. Here's a look at the first-half numbers unofficially for Amherst. They don't run the ball much, and they didn't run the ball much outside of quarterback Trey Tobenheim here three total times. Hold an out, two jet sweeps for 16 yards. Braden out a reverse for – well, it wasn't supposed to be a reverse. He was running the jet sweep to the right side, and Burwell blew it up, but Braden being as quick as the end – uh, as he is, just reverse pivot, went to the left side, and there was the wall, and he was able to take it in for 37 yards and the first touchdown of the game for Amherst. Trey Tobenheim has ran it nine times for 39 yards and a touchdown. So I have Amherst for 12 rushing attempts and 93 yards here in the first half. Through the air, Tobenheim started 0 of 3, hit his next nine passes. He is 14 out of 21, no interceptions, two short touchdown passes, 150 yards. Now that 58-yarder right before half, you can't just throw that out. But, I mean, until the last minute, Tobenheim had made a lot of short passes, and it was the bend-don't-break by Burwell. But that 58-yarder might have been the one that broke, his, broke their back. 150 yards through the air, 90 Two on the ground, 242 yards of total offense, 12 first downs in the first half for Amherst. Two or three punts, first two were not good. Slip sliding away of 13 and 7. The last one way better for Eckout, a 35 yarder that pinned Burwell at their 7. And that was the start of their last drive. Two penalties for 10 yards on Amherst. So again, 242 yards, 12 first downs. For Amherst, 121 yards, nine first downs for Burwell. Burwell scored on their opening possession after holding Amherst to a three-and-out, a 10-yard run by Victory Sykes. They added the extra point to make it 7 nothing with 9.17 to go in the first quarter. Another three-and-out into the red zone again, but this time Burwell was denied, and then Amherst started to figure some things out with the short passes. The 37-yard run by Braden Eckout. Adelung's kick tied at 7 with 5.34 to go. Then with 52 seconds to go in the first quarter, a 5-yard pass on 4th and goal from Tobenheim to Colton Burke made it 14-7. to A 4-yard pass from Tobenheim to Braden Eckout capped a 74-yard touchdown drive after they stopped Burwell on fourth down, 6.25 to go in the second quarter, 21-7. to And then, as we've been talking about right before half, the 58-yard pass after the interception from Tobenheim to Adelung, setting up the five-yard run by Tobenheim. And at the half, Amherst 28 and Burwell 7. Burwell has the option to receive the ball when the third quarter gets underway. And you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next. Buzz's Marine is bringing Christmas to your family early. At Buzz's Marine, we have been creating family memories since 1956. This year, our elves have outdone themselves and have our certified used boats detailed and inside. Don't wait. Get to Buzz's Marine today before our 36th annual used boat show, January 9th through the 16th, and get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Financing is available on everything from pontoons, deck boats, sport boats, and fishing boats. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Community is a place that means coming together. 
a place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm, the day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. And we are ready for the second half of football here on Classic Hits and Platte River Preps. Dot com. Doug Duda, our producer engineer, Caleb Henry, back at the studios and tee it up to get this second half underway. Are the Amherst Broncos? They'll be moving from right to left as you view it along your radio dial. And chaffing back deep here for Burwell. And the wind kicking up a little bit here. The rain not quite as bad as it was at the end of the first half and Chaffin will field it on the run at the 7 yard line. Tries the left side 10. Footing not good. Out of a tackle 20. 25. Stiff arms and run out of bounds right near the 30 yard line. I think they'll mark him at the 29. So once again a great job there by the senior Ty Chaffin to get the football up the field maybe out of that mudded area. They're about Four yards away from getting out of probably the worst spot on the field, as we said back in the first half on their end of the field, the north end of the field, between about the 24 and the 34, pretty tough. First down and 10, Sykes out of the shotgun, just wants to run it, has a hole, big hole, 35-40, right sideline. He's got one man to beat, 30-20, and he's tripped up inside the 15-yard line by Tobenheim with a touchdown-saving tackle, exactly what Burwell needed coming out of the halftime locker room. Huge gain that time from the 29 all the way down. They'll mark him inside the red zone at the 13-yard line. And that is a 38-yard run, the biggest play of the game for Burwell. And that will get Victory Sykes up to 96 yards on the ground. And in that Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone, right under center, they'll pitch it to Helgoth trying to get to the left side, but just can't get it turned up. And a penalty flag comes down at the 10-yard line. And what one thing Burwell doesn't need right now is a hold. And it came right on the corner. I don't think it could really be anything but that on Burwell. We haven't had a lot of flags, and it is a hold on Burwell. And that's just a killer. Down at the 13-yard line. The flag is at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be first and 20 back around the 23-yard line. That's the first offensive penalty of this game on Burwell. And with not being able to throw the ball very well, you've got four downs here. You've got to be patient. So let's see if they can just stay patient on the ground here and grind out this first down. Of course, a first down would get them inside the five. So second down, first down and 20. But Sykes wants to pass, rolling right, throws it underneath, complete. He's got Helgoth at the 15 to the 10, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds at the 8. Or excuse me, Gideon, I keep saying Helgoth, out of bounds at the 8. Tyler Gideon with the completion, and they got most of what they needed there. It's going to be a gain of about 16 and bring up second down and 4. So that is the biggest pass play of the game for Burwell. Second down and four at the seven-and-a-half-yard line. They will continue to go out of the shotgun with the backs lined up to the left of Sykes. He wants to run, just dives into that pile inside the five-yard line, close to the first down marker, and probably has it. Let's see what the official tells us. 
No indication yet. And now they're finally going to stop the clock and take a look at it. And we may actually have to bring the chains in here. Referee acts like he doesn't want to get his shoes muddy. And I think they're... I'm not sure what's going on here. The referee is looking up here to the press box. It'll be third down. They're going to say he's short. Third down and one. So they're going to say that uh, Sykes got three. He needs four. It's third and one at the five. So we're ready to go. Sykes under center. Quarterback sneak left side. Uh Uh-oh, I don't think he got it. He continues to work. They finally blow the play dead. He about slipped out of there, but they stood Sykes up, and I don't think that you can give him any forward progress. It's going to be fourth and half a yard. That's exactly the call. Sykes with 99 yards in the game. He needs 100. They just tried to line up and go with the quick snap. Do you just run it with the big fella, Helgoth? They need to get the play in there. They can't afford to burn a timeout right now. And in comes the play. Big, big play after it looked like Burwell was going to take it right into the end zone on their opening possession. Fourth and a half a yard at the Amherst five-yard line. Again under center, Sykes. Again, quarterback sneak left side, and this should be enough. There was just enough of a hole off of his left guard that time. He slipped a little bit, but stuck that football out, and he is going to get to the four-yard line. So first and goal at the four. Here for Burwell, trailing by a score of 28-7. to The Longhorns in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a newer used vehicle, head to the top of the hill. Second and 42nd, Kearney's hometown Ford store. Opening possession. Just over two minutes gone in the third quarter. They'll give it to Helgoth. There's a penalty flag, and they're just going to go ahead and blow the play dead. Looks like somebody moved in the purple and white of the Longhorns, which is getting a little darker with all the mud. And illegal procedure going to be called on Burwell. So they were very clean in the first half. A couple of penalties on this drive. Able to overcome that hold. A huge, huge overcoming that holding penalty there for the Longhorns. But now back them up five. And it'll be first down and goal. I don't think they really backed them up five yards either. That ball's at about the seven. It was at the four. So they didn't mark off five yards, but that'll help the hometown Broncos. We're going to say it's at the seven. Sykes out of the shotgun. Here comes a run blitz, and they get him before he can even get up the field. It's Klingelhofer yet again. And they're going to lose the yardage back to about the 10-yard line. And they need a new football because that one is caked right in that mudded area of the football field. So a loss of three for Sykes. Back under 100 yards, so now we're kind of back there where the penalty should have been originally marked off to, but they lose a down. Second down in goal, Burwell at the Amherst 10. Amherst is gambling. They're trying to set that ball down just outside of the muddy part of the middle of the field. Back to a power eye formation. Sykes under center. Hard can, and he got him to jump. Good bit of gamesmanship there by the Longhorns. They've been so aggressive that they finally caught Amherst. And the offsides will move it to the five-yard line, and it'll stay second down and goal. First penalty since the first quarter on Amherst. Good thinking there by head coach Luke Gideon and his staff. Hard sledding inside the 10-yard line, and they get half of what they need on the offside. So second down and goal 
at the five. Back to the power eye. Helgoth the fullback. Huffman the eye back. They send in motion. Helgoth. Toss it to Huffman left side. The quarterback pulls. He gets inside the three to the two and stretches to the one but is not into the end zone. It'll be third down and goal at around the one and a half yard line. We'll give Huffman a gain of three and officially mark it at the one here for the Burwell Longhorns. Two cracks if needed, from just outside the one. 28-7 Amherst, but Burwell on the opening drive of the second half trying to get things going just like they did last year up at Amherst. 8-10 and counting. On third and goal, they give it to the fullback. Helgoth stood up, keeps the legs churning. They are not going to give it to him. It'll be fourth and goal inside the one. They just continue to blitz. Tobenheim comes in, shoots the gap. Burke is in there. Also with a dirty jersey right now is Tim Christensen. And so no gain on the play that time for Helgoth. Burwell has to get in. This would be ripping out the heart if they don't get into the end zone right here. Sykes comes over to the sideline, gets the play from head coach Luke Gideon, takes it into the huddle. And the center is ready to go. He's the first one out of there in the freshman Weston Swoboda. Fourth and goal inside the one for Burwell. Send in motion. Quarterback sneak left side into the end zone for a Burwell touchdown is Victory Sykes. A four-minute, 38-yard drive. They went 51 yards. A big, big play is the run from Victory Sykes of 38 yards, and it took him a lot more work after that to get into the end zone. But Sykes with the touchdown run, his second of the night. And an extra point away from a 14-point Amherst lead. Sykes is the holder. As they get ready to attempt the kick, it's just a straight-on boot. It's on the way, and it is good. So the extra point is up and through by Caden Owens. And with 7.22 to go in the third quarter of the Battle of Unbeatens, Amherst 28 and Burwell 7. That touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. And we're ready to kick it off, but we have whistles before the kickoff. There is a flag for the second time tonight on a kickoff. 28-14, Amherst leading Burwell here on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Amherst was a straight-set winner tonight over Burwell. They did play volleyball ahead of time. Also have heard in a top-five battle tonight, Grand Island Northwest leading Ord two sets to one. Ord won the first one. Northwest won 26-24 in the third, and they're up 
two games to one. We'll take a look at our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard for football here in just a moment. A high, short kick, and it's returnable at the 15-yard line. Grabbed out of the air, slipping, keeping his hand on the ground, but nowhere to go. After the slip sliding, there was no way for Eckhout to regain his momentum. He just got his hand down. The Burwell crowd was grumbling because he thought his knee hit the ground, but it didn't get matter. Didn't matter. He gets swallowed up at the 15-yard line. So Burwell had booted a couple into the end zone there. That was a high, high one, trying to maybe see if the ball would get dropped or if they could make a play on special teams. So now for the first time in the third quarter, Amherst will get to take over the football. First and 10 at their 15. Burke, jet sweep, fake it, quarterback draw up the middle with Tommenheim. He's able to leap to the 20-yard line and pick up five, maybe five and a half on the play. So they have run that play quite often here in this football game. Tommenheim up the middle. They're dragging that linebacker with that jet sweep and finding a way to, if they can sneak it over the nose guard to, Five, six, eight. They have a couple of times gotten more yards from Tobenheim. 44 yards on 10 carries now from Trey, and he has not been sacked in this football game. Second down, five yards to go at their own 20. They will send everybody to the right side. Four wideouts to the right side. Man in motion from right to left. Fake the jet sweep. Fake the sweep to or the pass to him. And now Tobenheim on a design run all the way breaks two, three tackles across the 25 and out to the 28-yard line. And he may have just cramped up. He stays on the ground, feels his toes, and looks like he'll pop up. But it is a gain of seven on the play for Tobenheim, and Amherst will get the first down. A lot of deception, a lot of motion there, and it was all a designed run from the get-go after they sent Colton Burke in motion. 6.20 and counting. And for Amherst, all they want to do now is make sure they hold on to the football One score might be all they need. The rest of this football game, up 21 at the half, now by 14. Four wideouts, twins right and left. Again, they'll send in motion, and that's going to be Eckhout holding on the jet sweep. They don't fake him out this time, and he is stood up. There are four purple jerseys led by Ty Chaffin, along with Lane Helgoth, in on the tackle. And for the first time tonight, that play does not work. Didn't lose much. In fact, they might even give him a half a yard, but we're going to call it second down and 10, holding Eck out with his third carry of the night. 5.40 to go here in quarter number three, 28-14, battle of unbeatens, Amherst with the lead. And now a different look for the Broncos, shotgun with the running backs flanking Taubenheim, both right and left. And he's going to go back to pass, has time to throw, wants to throw it deep down the middle of the field for Adelung. He's got it at the 25 and then slips down at the 23-yard line. Big play again for Burwell. It goes for 20, or for Amherst, excuse me, it goes for 29 yards. The first pass completion of the second half for Trey Tavenheim. And Amherst on the move again. First down and 10. Adelung with two big receptions, the one right before half that set up the Fourth touchdown of the half for Burwell. Again, right now, the rain has stopped. It's just wet. And that helps the passing game here for the Amherst Broncos. They'll send Burke in motion, fake the jet sweep, fumble the football, and it is loose, but there's no Longhorns in the backfield, so they'll cover it at the 30. But that's going to be about a 7-8 yard loss on the play. I think they just snapped it, and it hit Burke just as he was getting past there, so a little mistiming on the snap. 
We'll call it a loss of six officially, second down and 16. On the really the first any kind of mistake for Amherst tonight. As wet as it has been out there and for the heavy rain we've had, the only turnover was that jump ball that had, didn't have anything to do with the rain, so the guys have taken good care of the ball. Second and 16, Tobenheim wants to pass. He's going to go to Eckout, who was in motion, throws it out in the flat complete. He does a little shake and bake inside the 25, the 20, and he tiptoes for five more yards down to the 15-yard line. And uh, there is a nice, nice tackle made right there, and a shoe comes off of Huffman, so they'll blow it dead and let him put that shoe back on. But 15 yards, they needed about 16, 16 and a half for the first down. So on the long yardage situation, Amherst picks up a big chunk right away. It's going to be third and one on the 15-yard play. They've been bringing Holden Eck out in motion, and they've handed it to him three times. That time, they threw it to him out of the backfield. Les Adelung walking right in front of us down here. Going to go see if maybe his boy has a chance to catch another one. Third down and one. They'll go with that shotgun formation with both backs in the backfield. Tobenheim wants to take a shot at the end zone, lets it fly, and way over the head of Braden Eckout, who was well covered. That play just was never in the cards, and it'll bring up fourth down and one yard to go. So an opportunity for Burwell to make a stop after another big Amherst play. Now, one thing about the Broncos, they are not really built for these fourth and one, third and one type of situations. They're not a power football team. They really haven't had this situation yet tonight, so let's see what Coach Evans decides to do with 3.58 to go in the third quarter. Amherst up 28-14. to 14. Both teams have had long drives. This is only the first possession for Amherst in the third quarter, and they are going to line up in the I formation here with Burt the I back. And it is going to be given to Colton off the right side. He's got the first down. He was hit right away by Helgoth, but was able to get inside the 15 to the 13-yard line and got the two yards that he needs. That is the first rushing attempt for Colton Burke tonight. Unbelievable. And they're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney or red zone. So the drive stays alive. And with this third quarter moving along as quickly as it is, Burwell's going to need the ball to bounce their way here. They need to force a turnover, come up with a stop. They had a shot there on fourth and one. In fact, it was second and about 17, and Amherst is able to convert back to the open formation here. They'll send Bradenack out in motion, fake the handoff. Tommenheim wants to run. They're able to grab him by the shoulder pads and bring him down at the 11-yard line, and there is a penalty flag right in the middle of the football field. It was dropped immediately. It was a two-yard gain that time, well covered by the Longhorns. And it's going to be a hold on Amherst. Tory Huffman in on that tackle. So the flag laying at about the 12-yard line. And it'll be another second and long for Amherst. That'll be the fourth penalty of the ball game on the Broncos. Again, both teams headed to the playoffs at home next week. Opponents will be determined on Saturday because those games tomorrow will affect play. There are a few games out there I believe that they will have them all taken care of by them. First and 20 at the 21-yard line. Tom and I wants to throw for it all again into the end zone. It's underthrown and in and out of the hands of Chaffin. That was the break that Burwell could use as they tried to get it to Braden Eckout two weeks ago. That's a pick, but tonight with the cold wind and especially the rain, it just is off the hands of Chaffin. You could tell it 
slipped a little bit that time out of Tobenheim's hand. He has had a good grip on the ball most of the night, and it'll bring up second down, and we'll call it about 17 with that hold, 17, 18 yards. And now the back judge has to go put the pylon up. It got kicked over or blown over, so a little delay here in the football game. Don't forget at the end of the night, when we're all done here, the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show. Merritt Lawson back in the studios with a bunch of scores for you. Wants to throw here. The drag route is way behind to hold an eck out. That's what they ran a lot in that first and second quarters tonight. Just little three, four, five drag routes underneath routes and turned it up the field. And now it's going to be third down and 18 after three straight incompletions now for Tobenheim. The first time he's had three straight incompletions since the first three passes of the game. And the wind, as you may be able to hear, is kicking up. But it's more of a crosswind from the right to left of Amherst. And they're all checking their armbands here. So a play that they probably don't run very often. They've got a bunch left. Eck out to the right. Third down and 18. It's... Tobenheim slipping, almost fell down, keeps on his feet. He's got to run, get what he can, and he's going to get back to the 20-yard line. But you could just see when he weighed that initial cut, he met all the way down about five inches from his knee hitting the ground, and he is able to maybe scramble for about two yards. They'll move it right on the 20, it looks like, once they clean that football up. So a gain of one, and all you can do here is check it to the end zone. They can get a first down inside the three. The ball marked at the 20. Not a lot of plays in the playbook here that should surprise Burwell, so let's see how they defend it. Do you just throw a jump ball to Braden Eckhout? Let's find out. He's already got two touchdowns tonight. 28-14, fourth down and 17. Tobenheim underneath, and they're looking for a hole. They're looking for a flag, and they're not going to get it. That was only a two-yard pass to Colton Burke. And on the coverage that time for the Longhorns was Tyler Gideon, and Amherst thought that they could pick up the long yard situation via the penalty, but they will turn it over on downs. And so the last five passes for Tobenheim, one of five for one yard. In fact, 0 of 4, I marked that rundown as a pass, 0 of 4. And so first down and 10, Burwell, and they're still in this football game. 28-14, each team has only had the ball once here in the third quarter, and we're down to 2.21 remaining. Burwell scored on a fourth and goal quarterback sneak. And now Sykes, quick snap, starts left. There's defenders there. He's got to go back up the middle, and he's just going to get to the original line of scrimmage. In the backfield right away was Peyton Call. He's the one that had that big sack before halftime, the 12-yard loss, our Usera Hospice play of the game, especially if Amherst is able to hold on to this one. Sykes got back to the original line of scrimmage, and it'll be second down and 10. Final week of the regular season, and again, Amherst comes into it undefeated, but can they finish it undefeated? Second and 10, Sykes back to pass, looking underneath, and it is going to be incomplete. It looked like for a minute that Tyler Gideon was going to be able to hang on for about a four or five-yard gain, but it ripped away, and it'll bring up third down. Just the second pass play of this second half for Victory Sykes. Burwell needs to be able to take advantage now. Coming up with that big stop, three and out is not what the doctor ordered for the Longhorns. 
140 to go in the third quarter, 28-14 Amherst. They scored with 48 seconds to go before the half to go up by three scores. Now a little tighter formation for Burwell. Sykes back to pass. Blitz from the outside is picked up. Sykes rolls right, rolls right, throws over the middle. There is a penalty flag, and this is in the secondary. The flag came out really right when the ball was thrown to Ty Chaffin, and they let him way too much on the rollout. This might be a legal contact over the middle on the defense. That's about the longest Sykes has held on to the ball tonight without being sacked. A couple times he's held on to it too long, and Amherst got to him. And our referee says it is defensive holding on Amherst. And so after just two penalties in the first half, that's three here in the second half of play on the Broncos. And it's just a five-yard penalty, but it is enough for a first down, it would appear. They're taking a look out at the chains here. And they will signal first down. Haven't had to bring the chains out yet tonight. This is the kind of night that uh, the chain gang would be needed. Hopefully you don't get stuck along the road, but the chain gang would come out and take care of you, just like Carney Towing and Repair. If you were stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home, Carney Towing and Repair. So a fresh set of downs here for Burwell. Stack the backs to the right side, and running behind him is Sykes. Gets a little bit of a block and will fall over the pile for a couple of yards. Again, great pursuit Amherst. It is not one-on-one tackling tonight for Amherst. Two, three guys are always in the area. Klingelhofer, call is there again. Will officially say just a one-yard gain for Sykes. And again, second and long. And that's been the story for most of the night for Burwell. Second and long. We're under a minute to go now as this ball gets snapped on second and nine. And here comes Amherst. They'll hand it to Huffman around the left side. Gets a block. They're trying to drag him down from behind. He breaks free but falls as he does break free because of the force. Just trying to hang on to the back of his jersey. It's going to be a gain up to the 38-yard line of about six. And it'll be third down and two, two and a half yards to go. We'll actually call it seven that time for Huffman. That is only his seventh carry of the night, 35 yards. They need to get into Bronco territory just across midfield, third and about two and a half here for Burwell. And if they don't get it here, it'll probably be the final play of the third quarter. They'll send two wideouts, one right and left. Sykes back to pass, looking to throw on the drag route, and it's going to be tipped away. Just a little underthrown that time, and knocking down the pass will be Colin Jackson intended for Tyler Gideon. And that'll stop the clock with 16 seconds to go in the third quarter. And that'll bring up fourth down for Burwell. And it looks like they're going to go for it. Coach Gideon knows that they really can't afford to punt it away down 14. Even though there's a lot of game left, this is only their second possession of the half. Will they punt it? Will they try the hard count? They're actually going to line Sykes up in punting formation. It is fourth and two and a half at their own 38. This is what the book says you have to do. It's killing Burwell. If they do it, it is going to be a fakey drop the ball. Oh, the weather conditions finally stepped up and may have ended it for Burwell. Sykes took the snap, went to put it in his right hand, and it just fell to the ground. And as he picked it up, Klingelhofer was there to drop him all the way back at the 25-yard line. It looked like they may have had a man open as well. Even though... Amherst was not fooled, 
And it's going to be a loss back to the 25-yard line of 13 on the play. And now Amherst will take over first down and 10. They'll send Colton Burke in motion, come up the middle, nowhere to go. And slip sliding around is Tobenheim, and it just doesn't allow him to go anywhere. They'll have to probably not make that play call in that section of the field. That's where that mud is. There's just no way you can get any traction, and that's going to be the end of the third quarter of play after a short gain of about three yards for Trey Tobenheim. And after falling behind 7-0 right out of the gate, it's been pretty much all Amherst since then. Amherst 28 and Burwell 14. It's the Battle of Unbeatens headed to the fourth quarter on Classic Hits. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar and Carney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Carney. Ready to get the fourth quarter underway here on Classic Hits. With the first play of the fourth quarter, trying to determine what down it's supposed to be right now. And it says second down down there. And six yards to go. Everybody checking to make the rubber band on the right finger, and that's the call. Amherst only ran the one play before the end of the quarter. And looking to pass Tobenheim, a flag down, and they're going to blow this play dead. A little late, but uh, they will blow it dead, and that means it's going to be coming back on the offense. Don't forget, at the end of the game, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final stats, a few score updates, and it's illegal motion. That is the fifth, fourth penalty of the half, sixth of the ball game. For 35 yards. Time to talk about our field conditions. Brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. We'll talk about them right after the snap here on 2nd and 11. Tobenheim tries a short pass to Adelung on the wide receiver screen. Caught, but it doesn't go anywhere. Lane Helgath will make the tackle after a two-yard gain. And the field conditions are worsening through no fault of the folks that take care of it here at Burwell. The rain did its job, and, you know, right in the middle of that football field, it started at about a 10-yard gap, and now, as we said, it's extended a little bit from about the 20 to the 35 on the north side and inside that 5-yard line on the south side where the Burwell has had a lot of plays in this football game. Right now, not too bad where the ball is spotted at the Burwell 25. Third down and nine for Amherst, up 28-14, first minute of the fourth quarter. Trips to the right, Eck out to the left. They haven't went to him much. They'll throw it out of the flat, hold an Eck out, caught 20-15, and then hit late. Was he out of bounds? He's on that far side. They say no, but it is enough for an Amherst first down to about the 13-yard line. Maybe a little farther than that. Uh, no, that's about where they're going to mark him out. So from the 
26 all the way down to the 13, about a gain of 13 on the play. And a first down unofficially, the 15th of the ball game here for Amherst as they're trying to add what could be the final dagger. On the jet sweep, they'll hand it off to Eckout. Gets to the right corner, 10-5, Brayton's in. Touchdown, Amherst, his third of the night. We do have a flag on the play. We do have a flag well downfield and well away from the, well, not well away from the play. It was on the right side, but Eckout was running down the sideline. This is in on the hash mark, and it's going to be an illegal block in the back on Amherst. So Amherst is going to have to try again, negating the touchdown run. Looks like he'll get a little credit here from the 14 to about the 8, so we'll give Braden six yards and then a block in the back. We'll march it all the way out to about the 18-yard line. Loss of the 15 yards. That flag was laying at about the 3 And it'll be first down and about 13 to go here for the Broncos. Again, trips to the right side. Tommenheim looks over the middle. Drag pass. Oh, Burt caught it, and he was leveled. Victory Sykes just doubled him over in the middle of the football field. They were able to pick up about the four yards behind the sticks that they were, and it'll be second down and 10. What a shot that he took on that reception. But the clock continues to run, 28-14 Amherst. They have not scored here in the second half, up 28-7 at halftime. But they've only had the ball a couple of times, long drives. Four wideouts to the right side. Eckout's actually behind the line of scrimmage, and they're going to throw it to Braden. He'll catch it, take it down the right sideline, 15-10, and to the five-yard line. They'll say he stepped out just before that, back at the eight. So it's not a first down. It would have been a first down, but they say he stepped out of bounds. And that'll bring up third down and still some work to do here. And about the seven-yard line, a gain of seven on the play. Two cracks here for Amherst. Burwell needs a stop. Can the Longhorns come up with one and stay in this ball game at 28-14? They'll have the empty backfield. Twins right and left. Man in motion left to right again. Fake the handoff. Quarterbacks try and nowhere to go. Helgoth comes through and gets Tommenheim before he can even get the wheels going. No gain on the play, and it'll be fourth down. They need about five yards for a first down and nine yards for a touchdown. They're going to actually say a loss on the play for Trey Tobenheim. And Burwell now has set themselves up, the penalty negating the touchdown, and it brings up fourth down. We'll call it five at the Burwell nine. Again, that footing in the middle of the field, not that good. They'll stack right and stack left. Tobenheim to pass. Has time, throws it underneath. It's complete. Hold an eck out inside the five. Touchdown, Amherst. The key is giving the quarterback, Tobenheim, time to throw it. And Christensen, Bogard, and Klingelhofer did just that. And it's 34-14 Amherst. On the nine-yard touchdown pass, the third of the night for Tobenheim. Again, going back to those short little passes, the underneath route, Gets the job done, and Adelung trots onto the field to attempt the extra point. So Burwell trying to avenge the loss from last season, 52-48 to at their place to Burwell. 
And they are nine minutes and 32 seconds away from doing that. The extra point kick by Adelung is low and blocked. But uh, a squirrel could have come through there and blocked that one. It was just topped, and the extra point kick is no good. So it's Amherst 34, Burwell 14 on the nine-yard touchdown pass to Holden Eckout, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. And your score now, 34-14 Amherst. Each team scoring once now in the second half of play. And are ready to boot this away. They're just getting more mud on those jerseys out there on both sides. You can tell the kids that are only on kickoff, they're all white with the tops and red with the pants. And again, this is returnable. Chaffin will take it back up against his 4, 10, 15, up the middle, makes a man miss, 20, and then an ankle tackle across the 25 at the 26-yard line by Jackson. Colin has made a good number of tackles, a couple of months, special teams, and Burwell will take over. Now, this game, not over, but Burwell just has been so ineffective through the air tonight. Sykes is just 3 out of 15 through the air this evening. They are going to need big plays, whether it's on the ground or through the air, and they kind of need one quick here to at least give themselves the feeling that they can still win this football game. 9.25, you'd have to think that outside of onside kicks, three possessions would be the maximum that the Longhorns have. They go twins left, first time for this formation. They'll throw it out here. The ball is incomplete. And then it's picked up and run four. That should have been an incomplete pass. Victory Sykes is now headed to the end zone. 30, 25, 20. Down to the 11-yard line. That was a forward pass. And Burwell is going to get the football. Sykes picks it up after it was knocked to the ground and runs all the way down to the 17-yard line. That was supposed to be just a little trick play out here, and it didn't develop the way they wanted to, trying to shovel it out here to Ty Chaffin. And so I guess we'll move the ball all the way down to the 17-yard line, 23-33, about 35 yards, 37 yards for Chaffin. First down, and they'll turn and hand it off. Huffman off the right side, and I'm surprised the Amherst bench isn't really saying anything. It was way on the far side over here in front of us. And nothing happens there for Huffman. He gets a couple off the right side. But that's maybe the break that Burwell needs. They definitely needed a big play, and that was a big play. 123 yards now for Sykes in the contest. It'll be second down and eight. 
with 8.30 to go and the clock running here in the ballgame. 34-14 Amherst stacked the backs to the left side. Sykes gives it on the inside draw to Helgoth, and he's up in it. Maybe got one. Jackson's in there. Klingelhopper's in there. And when they mark the football, it is about a yard gain, two-yard gain for Helgoth. It'll be third down and six. Lane has had the hard yards tonight. Eight carries, 17 yards. But the bottom line is Burwell has got to get into the end zone and hit pay dirt. Third and six. Ball marked at the 13-yard line of the Broncos in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. Out of the pistol, Sykes looks to throw underneath. It is complete at the nine-yard line. And the first reception of the ball game for Devin Watts. Watts comes in, the junior able to take the reception, but it is not enough for the first down. It is a gain of five. It'll be fourth down and one. That is only the fourth completion, according to my stats here, for Burwell. And another fourth and short that they have to execute. A couple of times they've tried to just quarterback sneak it off left side and between the center and guard, and they're about 50-50 trying that. Need to get the first down and then worry about getting in the end zone. They'll keep Sykes in the shotgun this time. He'll take it right side, follow his blockers. His foot gave out a little bit, but I think he's got enough for the first down. Started right, and any time you try to cut in that muddy area, it's hard to keep your footing. We have not got the official, and they're going to measure. They're going to bring the chains in, it looks like, for the first time tonight. And if they didn't get the first down, that's probably going to wrap it up here tonight for Amherst getting the victory. And the chain gang bringing out the chains just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. So the chains come out. The chains get spotted. They stretch the chains. And boy, this is going to be extremely close. Look at this. They're trying to get them set. They have been out here a long time and they don't have the chains properly down yet. And it is a first down. Burwell will get the first down by about a chain length. So Sykes got what he needed there. And a first down for Burwell. First and goal just outside the five-yard line with 7.02 to go. 34-14 Amherst will officially mark it between the five and the six. Back to the eye formation. Huffman the eye. Hell got the fullback. Sykes under center. Gives it to Huffman. Hitting the backfield. He'll get to the five, and that is it. There are six red and white uniforms around him. A gain of about a half yard. It'll be second down and goal at the five. So every time in the red zone, when you can't throw the football, and Burwell hasn't been able to do it tonight, Amherst can sell out, play man coverage just in case they try and do something. It'll be second down and goal, closer to the six. Under center again, back to pass Sykes. Has some time, now decides to step up, and he's going to be dropped. He just can't find an open man out there. Good job by the secondary of the Amherst Broncos, and now tick, 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 tick. This is the killer. They've been down here in the red zone now for a number of plays and just aren't getting much closer to the end zone, one, two yards at a time. He gets back to about the original line of scrimmage. We'll say no significant uh, yardage forward. In fact, let's double-check. They're going to mark him at the 11 and not the 7. My bad. So there is a sack on the play 
of about four yards. And that is the fourth sack of the night. Third and goal at the 11. Fake the jet sweep. Sykes wants to run. They're all over him inside the 10 to the 8, and that is it. And it's going to be fourth down and goal to go. And in on the tackle, Jacob Klingelhofer. And now will Burwell burn a timeout to decide what they want to do here? There's nothing going on inside the 10-yard line. Got it to the 5, then backed up to the 11, and right now they'll officially say it's at the 8. Fourth and goal at the 8-yard line. And they will have to burn the timeout. That's a tough way to go. You use about the whole 25 seconds and then have to use the timeout anyway. But now the time, they were down here with about 7 minutes to go. Now we're at 4.58, so they were not able to score quickly. The timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you while we have this break. Let's take a look at our scores in Class A in the fourth quarter. Millard North 31-9 over Papillion La Vista. Millard West 31-6 over Lincoln Southeast in C1 in the fourth. Central City leads Minden 48-14 in the third. Bishop Newman over David City 27-3. Finals, O'Neill over Kozad, 35-0, and Norfolk Catholic over Boone Central Newman Grove in a top-10 battle. They beat the defending state champs 42-14, Norfolk Catholic the winner. In C2, Centura pulls away in the second half for a 26-6 win over Ravenna. Crofton leads West Holt 34-9 in the fourth quarter. Also tonight, it is D2 over. Pleasanton beats this SEM 22-0. Here we go. Fourth and goal for Burwell at the eight. Out of the shotgun, it's that option pitch to Helgoth. Tries the right side. He's going to get in there for a Burwell touchdown. They've tried that a couple times, and it just hasn't panned out. They run option, and Sykes gets it to Helgoth, and when he got to the corner, he knew they had him outmanned and was starting to celebrate at about the five. An eight-yard touchdown run for Lane Helgoth. Keeps Burwell alive, a little breathing room, a little breathing still. 4.53 to go, 34-20, and now the important extra point attempt for Caden Owens. Amherst just missed the last one. High snap, rush from the edge, and the kick is low, but it is through. Boy, they got a good jump on the edge there, but couldn't get the blocked kick. And with 4.53 to go, this battle of unbeatens, Burwell trying to stay alive. Amherst 34 Burwell 21, our touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. Well, Burwell is going to line up and try a pooch kick. Thought maybe an onside kick, and it takes a bad hop, and it kicks out of bounds. 
I don't think Amherst wants Burwell to kick it again. They're just going to take the football. They were trying to just loop it over that second wave of defenders for Amherst and maybe race down there and jump on it, but it bounced straight to the right and went out of bounds. It looked like a good kick off the foot that time, but it didn't take the bounce that Burwell wanted. So now they've got to make a play defensively. Amherst 34, Burwell 21, and 4.53 remains in this football game. Burwell has two timeouts to stop the clock. Again, Amherst running straight ahead is not their forte, but let's see if Colton Burke can do some things for him. The ball's fumbled on the snap, and they're able to cover it. Boy, that wasn't even close. It looked like the center might have snapped it right off of his own leg. It shot straight to the left, and Tobenheim went and dove on it. It's going to be a loss of two on the play, and it brings up second down and eight yards to go. So Amherst, or 12 yards to go. Second down and 12 yards to go for Amherst. No, no. Now, see, the Burwell Longhorn people said I was using my Ord math. That's not fair. That's not fair right there. Come on. It's not fair. Second down and 12. But the clock is running, and that's the important thing for Amherst. Up by 13. Four minutes to go when they snap this ball. Staying out of the shotgun. Another bad snap that they just fall on. All of a sudden, things are going the wrong way for Amherst. Not what you want to see when Burwell just scored. And another big loss on the play. That's going to be about a five-yard loss. It'll be third and 17, 18 yards to go. And again, they've only, if memory serves me right, they've only put Toppenheim under center once, and they fumbled that snap. And so they're staying out of staying with what they know, but maybe a little nerves coming in here. Three thirty to go, and Burwell gets a stop. They can get the ball back. Third, they'll officially call it eighteen at their own seventeen-yard line. And Tobenheim under center, taking as much time as he can. Turns, just pitches it to Colton Burke, right side, twenty twenty-five, and he's upended as he gets close to the thirty. He got a good chunk, but he will be well short. And Burwell has elected not to use a timeout here in a punting situation for the Longhorns. The ball will be up just short of the 30. We'll mark it at the 29-yard line. A gain of 11, fourth down and seven. And the clock will run 250 and more. And I imagine Amherst is going to run all the way down here, and then they'll use the timeout. Really surprised Burwell didn't use one because you'd have to figure score onside kick. And uh, they have let a lot of time run off the clock here because, A, they got to get the ball spotted, then they run the 25, and Amherst will use their first timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 2.31 to go in the football game. It'll be a fourth and seven Amherst punting situation, leading at Burwell in the Battle of Unbeatens, 34-21. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. 
Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. The punt is away. Chaffin will take it off the bounce at the 20, 30, 35, and that's where he will be run out of bounds. Eckout got a good punt away that time. It's going to be about 32 yards, nothing crazy long, but he got the job done of getting the punt out of there. And now Burwell, two timeouts remaining, trailing by 13, 220 to go in the game, but they scored on their last drive. They have held Amherst to just six points here. In this second half, and again, remember, these teams haven't been in this situation. Onside kicks, fourth that, or fourth quarter tight games. Four wideouts here. Sykes all by himself with the shotgun. They blitz him. He goes deep. There's a lot of contact down the field, and it is incomplete. Intended for Ty Chaffin. Chaffin was kind of initiating the contact with Eckout down there. Eckout's going to be the faster of the two. See if they run the same play, and this time Chaffin just keeps his arms off of him, kind of fake like he's going to do it, and that might get Eckhout because Eckhout just kept backpedaling with his hands in the air saying, I ain't touching him, <laughs> and so no flying on the play. Second down and 10, ball at their own 35-yard line. Again, the last score started for Burwell on a missed play by the officials. They let a run go on an f- incomplete forward pass. Sykes on the quarterback draw. That's not fooled, and that's just going to run the clock. Klingelhofer in there. Burke in there. Call in there. Christensen. That's right. Maybe everybody but Klingelhofer. Uh, I read 26. And, well, no, he was in there too, the three-down lineman. And it's going to be a loss of one on the play for Sykes. It'll be third down and 11. And Burwell not in any kind of a hurry-up mode. Again, they're in the hurry-up for them. But like we said, first time they've been in this situation all year. And they'll come up over the ball, needing something positive quickly. Chaffin split out wide to the right. Blocking back back there is Helgoth. Sykes pressure has to run up the middle, gets to the 40-yard line, but he is short of the first down, a gain of six. It'll bring up fourth down and five yards to go. And Burwell will use a timeout here to try and figure out what they want to do on this important fourth down play brought to you by nebraska land national bank take time out to find out what nebraska land national bank can do for you could be the last significant snap of the game burwell needs to convert fourth down and five when we return now's the time to get in touch with craig weegis your pioneer sales professional to learn about the early pay savings program options there's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local Pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. Well, a big home game for the Burwell Long. They're a play away, and they're going to need a lot of help to pull the upset here with just 129 to go. 34-21 Amherst and Burwell faces fourth and a long five right at midfield. Sykes takes the shotgun snap. Back pedals. Looks. Wants to go for it all. It's a tough one up in the air. Jump ball. Tipped around and off the fingertips of Chaffin and Amherst 
is going to take over on downs. Initially down the field was Devin Watts, who had one catch earlier. Chaffin slid over there, so you had two purple and two white jerseys. It bounced off of Watts, and a hand deflected it off of his, and Chaffin tried to catch it while going to the ground, but it didn't work out, and that should do it here tonight. All Amherst has to do is take an E with 121 to go. And again, they haven't had to do that this year because it's always the backups in in the fourth quarter at this time. Burwell doesn't want to rough anybody, but they have to be aware that that ball is still slick. Tobenheim, they're actually going to pitch the ball out here, Colton Burke, to run some clock, and he's going to get about three yards out to the 37-yard line. Burwell has a timeout, but I don't think they're going to use it. They're going to go ahead and concede that this one is over, and Colton Burke will pick up a short, oops, sorry, pick up the uh, three-yard contest or three-yard gain, and as the PA guy says here, everybody kind of survived what has happened here tonight, and we had a tough second quarter into halftime, but second half, it's been misting, but nothing crazy. Uh, The worst of it came actually right up until game time. 35 seconds to go. And now a delay a game. <laughs> they waited just a quarter of a second too long. So a delay a game here on Amherst. That will be their seventh penalty of the ball game, most of a minor 40 yards overall. The New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming your way when we're done. Amherst 8-0. and It sounds like going to be right in that number two seed in the West bracket, and possibly one. And then uh, for Burwell, I've heard around six. Uh, That was kind of the slot. If you lost the game, maybe a five or six in the West. Now they'll take the snap, take a knee, and that will do it. As they won't have to snap the ball again, and Amherst comes on the road, avenges last year's heartbreaking loss at home, which turned them into that Fullerton game, which was also a heartbreaking loss in the second round. And we'll see who gets the easier trip in the state playoffs. So Burwell just couldn't get it done through the air. Amherst figured out a way to get the job done tonight. And the final score, the Amherst Broncos, 34. The Burwell Longhorns, 21. Amherst, 7-0, so many seasons in a row. Finally able to get it to 8-0, while Burwell... We'll go to 7-1, and one, and who knows? They may meet again deep in the D1 playoffs. We'll take a break here on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Amherst, Riverdale, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com to be back with the New West postgame show right after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. 
locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth where our Thursday night contest is in the books. The Battle of Unbeatens. Amherst is able to hit the finish line tonight with a 34-21 victory over Burwell. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Let's take a look at some of the other scores that are in on this Thursday night. Complete recaps of all the games across the state of Nebraska and a recap of the Pleasanton SEM game as well uh, on our CPI Mr. Tire scoreboard show. In Class A, Millard North has beaten Papillion La Vista 31-9. Millard West leads Lincoln Southeast in the fourth quarter 38-12. In Class C1, it was Central City over Minden 48-21. O'Neill beat Cozad 35-0. Number one Norfolk Catholic beat defending state champion Boone Central Newman Grove 42-14. In C2, Centura defeated Ravenna 26-6. Elsewhere in D1, it is finals. Arapahoe beating Shelton 30-8. Cross County over Harvard 66-26. Brooding Davenport Shickley rolls up Potty City 56-6. Twin Loop over South Loop 34-7. In D2, Pleasanton shut out SEM 22-0. Lawrence Nelson finally off the schneid, 34-14. They get that long-awaited win over Giltner. Congratulations to Lawrence Nelson on the big win tonight. Medicine Valley takes care of Wallace, 59-23. And Selma Myrna is in a battle with Brady. They were up four at last check, and Bertrand uh, was leading Loomis early in the second half, 32-20. Wilcox Hildreth beat Maywood Hayes Center in six-man action tonight, 44 to 26. We're figuring up the final stats and we'll bring him to you as Amherst beats Burwell 34 to 21 right after this on the New West Post Game Show. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. Custom-fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper, north of the railroad, 1st Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Kearney. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back to the New West Post Game Show here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
Let's take a look at the final numbers that we had of the football game. First off, for the Burwell Longhorns, it was Torrey Huffman, nine carries, 38 yards. Ty Chapman had one carry for six yards. Lane Helgoth, nine carries, 25 yards, and a touchdown. And Victory Sykes, the workhorse tonight, as we expected, maybe a little bit more so because of the weather conditions. I had him with 33 carries for 130 yards tonight. He was sacked, and he had the one touchdown run. He was sacked four times in this football game. So four, and you actually have to throw out that one. I can't imagine what Amherst and even Coach Gideon, when they see that play that led up to the last touchdown, uh, he was the beneficiary of a 37-yard run on what looked to be an incomplete forward pass that they scooped up and uh, ran it that way. Now, the only thing I can say is, if he threw it out here to Chaffin and maybe it was batted in the air and he caught it out of the air, then that was something that we did not see. But that's not what appeared to happen. But they didn't break stride and down the football field they went. So if that's what happened, we'll, we'll apologize there. And that very well could be what happened. But no one in the press box uh, seemed to think that that is what happened. But nonetheless, it helped them get that last touchdown and possibly get back in the game at just was too little, too late. I had uh, 52 rushing attempts for 199 yards in the game for Burwell, but through the air, a tough night for Sykes. In the first half, 2 of 12 with a pick for 17 yards. In the second half, 2 of 5 for 21 yards. So 4 of 17, 1 interception, no touchdowns, 38 yards through the air, 199 on the ground. Obviously a season low, 237 yards in the football game for Burwell. I did have them for 15 first downs. They punted it just once for 36 yards. They had the one turnover that was an interception with just over a minute to go in the first half that led to a touchdown uh, two plays later for Amherst. They threw a 58-yarder right after the interception, led to a five-yard Tobenheim touchdown run. Four penalties for 35 yards in the game for Burwell. Again, 237 yards of offense, 199 of that on the ground, 15 first downs, one turnover, one punt for penalty. We'll look at the numbers for Amherst when we return on the New West postgame show. The Aurora Cooperative Grain Team is excited to do all we can to help you have a great fall harvest. Whether it's opening earlier, closing later, offering great prices, harvest policies, or other marketing needs, we want to help you achieve your marketing goals. Be sure to call and visit with anyone on the Aurora Cooperative Grain Team about marketing options for your crop. From all of us at the Aurora Cooperative, we wish you a very safe and successful harvest. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. And welcome back to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Here's a look at the unofficial final stats I had tonight for the Amherst Broncos. They don't run the ball much outside of Trey Tobenheim. Colton Burke, three carries, 16 yards. Holden Eckout, three carries, 16 yards. Braden Eckout, two carries, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Trey Tobenheim, 14 carries, 54 yards uh, in this football game. And he also had a touchdown in the contest. So... 
three loss of yardage, uh, team fumbles on the snaps and so forth, uh, two of those on the last series of the football game, 25 rushing attempts, 116 yards is what Amherst managed on the ground tonight. Through the air, Tobenheim had a couple of stretches where he put together some incomplete passes, uh, but for the most part, pretty efficient, started 0 of 3 when they started to come out, tried to do what they normally do, and then they back that down and started throwing a lot of short passes, as we said, uh, until the last pass of the first half. They hadn't had anything longer than 13 yards in the first half. Tobenheim was 14 of 21 with two touchdowns and no picks for 150 yards. In the second half, Tobenheim was 7 of 11 for 79 yards with one touchdown and no interceptions for the game. I had Tobenheim 21 out of 32 no interceptions, three touchdown passes, 229 yards through the air, 116 on the ground, 345 yards, 16 first downs for Amherst tonight. Punted it four times. The first two were in the first quarter with the rain off the side of the foot. A back out, 13-7. and seven. Then the last two were 35-32. and 32. They did have seven penalties for 40 yards. Time now for our scoring wrap-up brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Well, Amherst took the ball uh, to start the football game three and out. A short punt, that 13-yarder set up the 34-yard drive for Burwell, capped by a 10-yard victory Sykes touchdown. And the extra point added by Caden Owens, 9-17 to go in the first quarter, 7-0, another three and out for Amherst. Then the seven-yard punt, and Burwell got it at the 31-yard line. Was able to move it inside the red zone, but couldn't convert on fourth and 10 at the 14. And that's when things turned around. Amherst finally got a little offense going, capped that 66-yard drive with a 37-yard run by Braden Eckout. And Adelung added the extra point kick. Trevor was 4-5 tonight, tied it at 7 with 5.34 to go. Then with 52 seconds to go in the first quarter, on fourth and goal, Tobenheim hooked up with Colton Burke on a five-yard touchdown pass to make it 14-7. Second quarter was a little more quiet, a four-yard touchdown pass. Ironically, the the weather got a little bit better and the scoring kind of slowed down. Tobenheim capped the 74-yard drive. Burwell got stopped inside the 10-yard line once again, and Tobenheim hit Bradenek out on a four-yard strike to make it 21-7, 6.25 to go in the second quarter. And then what really changed the feeling of this football game, Burwell had got a big run inside the four-minute mark, was able to uh, take it from their seven-yard line after a nice punt from Bradenek out, pinned them at the seven, had a couple of big runs, got it inside the 25-yard line, and then took a sack, finished a third and 22, decided to throw it up for grabs, and that was the wrong idea because Adelung came away with the interception, and then on the first offensive play from the 17, a 58-yard strike to Adelung. He was drugged down at the five-yard line, and Tobenheim took it in on the very next play. And so when Burwell looked like they might be moving to make it 21-14, all of a sudden it's 28-7 at the half. The uh, third quarter, each team only had it twice. Uh, Sykes was able to take it in on a one-yard run to uh, cap the opening drive, a four-minute, 38-yard drive. It took him some work in the red zone, but they took it in on fourth and goal. Owens' extra point made it 28-14. They faced a fourth and three at their own 38 late in the quarter, decided to line up in punt formation and throw it. But when Sykes transferred the ball to his right hand, it slipped out, and that was the end of that. Burwell was able to turn things around, cap it on a fourth and five, a nine-yard touchdown pass with 9.32 to go in the fourth quarter to hold an eck out. 
34-14. That was their last score. Lane Helgoth, an eight-yard run for Burwell with 4.53 to go, cut it to 34-21. to But that would be the last score of the ball game. Amherst 34, Burwell 21. The Longhorns 7-1. Amherst finishes off an undefeated season at 8-0, both into the playoffs at home next Thursday. That's going to wrap things up here from Burwell. I want to thank Athletic Director Kevin Carson and all the fine folks, as usual, for their hospitality. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Don't forget, tomorrow we're live at the Kearney Country Club for the State High School cross-country meet. First race is at noon. We'll have updates throughout the day. And then Kearney Catholic Holdridge on ESPN 1460 tomorrow night at 6.30. Royals-Blue Jays, Game 6 here on Classic Hits 98.9. And if there is a Game 7, we would also have that for you on Saturday here on Classic Hits. Storm Hockey on the Breeze both nights and Husker Football Saturday morning. Again, the final score, Amherst 34, Burwell 21. From Burwell, this is Doug Duda saying goodnight and stay tuned for the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news. Covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska, go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at KKPR.com.